And we are officially live back again with Real News Quarantine. It's been a while, but we are officially back and we are now going to be making a full hour or so here where we make fun of libertarians because surprise, surprise, they had another loser uh, in their ranks again today. Justin Amash dropped out for his uh, libert his, his very hard-fought campaign for the libertarian nominee. Uh, he didn't get the nomination, so Vermin Supreme is officially now the front runner, and he has a boot on his head. So, yeah. Yeah. How does that? How does that feel? Like, like I, I, if I had one question to ask Justin Amash, it would probably be, be, how, how does it feel to know that a guy with a boot on his head had a better chance of becoming president than you did? That tells you the absolute state of the Libertarian Party, which is it's a fucking joke. Anybody that votes Libertarian, I'm sorry. You need to rethink everything because you are not a serious player in politics or in voting. You're throwing away your vote if you're voting for a Libertarian. They're not going to win. They're never going to win. But Sean, but but he could, Justin Abbas could have won. He could have he won some electoral vote and blocked either candidate from getting to 270, and then it would have went to Congress. That's what happened. Yeah, and I'm sure Congress would just, be, they would just be jumping to like, vote for yeah, Justin like imagine, Amash. The Democrat-controlled House would love him. Like, yeah, imagine that shit. Like, oh, like, like we didn't get to 270 in this election because some dickhole in the fucking Libertarian Party had five electoral votes or oh, God. like <laughs> I mean I mean why do people I am curious like we're gonna shit on libertarians like, real hard soon and look we're all pretty much light right leaning people we've all voted for Trump but we're, and we're look libertarianism has some some thoughtful points to but why do people consider like seriously vote for their candidates and then donate money to them? Help them campaign, door knock for them. Why are people wasting their time, money, and effort on losers? On people that are inevitable losers. They're never going to win. Uh, they probably got triggered by Trump doing something. Like that, that seems to be what happens. Like Trump does one thing they don't like and they just go, because, you know, they could never like stomach voting for a Democrat, but it's, it's a protest. Like it, it is virtue signaling. Oh, that's all really is. It's yeah. he, he sent me things to me on Twitter. I can't handle. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run against that bastard. I'll show him. <laughs> you know, when I look at Justin Amash and I see him with these like little, these little smartsy glasses, like, ooh, I'm so smart. That is literally the voice I imagine him having, even if he doesn't have it. That sort of voice. He, deep down, that's what his soul is. I mean, look, the, the, here's the thing, too. Is Amash didn't even make the nomination. How fucking hard is that? That is not hard at all. That's like the easiest thing in the world, to become the libertarian nominee. You just need some name recognition, and boom, you're the nominee. Um, and on top of that, he didn't even have the balls to even endorse somebody after all of this. Maybe he will, 
But I don't, I don't know if he, if he would even endorse somebody except maybe the Libertarian Party nominee who is going to be a guy with a boot on his fucking head. Hey, Vermin Supreme has a chance to win. Oh, does he? But does he? Anyone else? You know, like they, they like see if they wanted to be smart, they wouldn't go for the presidential elections because they actually have they've won before for the you know state and you know house and stuff like that. That's where they should be focusing all their time on. Absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. When, when does Joe Exotic get out of prison? <laughs> yeah, that's the next libertarian. And once he gets out, he'll be heralded by them. He already ran for libertarian. What governor? I think it was. Yeah, see, that, that's the people that get attracted to the Libertarian Party. It's always crazy, weird people. Or people that are, like, pseudo-intellectuals. Like that meme we keep referencing with, like, Ron Swanson. It's like what Libertarians think they are, and then what Libertarians actually are with Joe Exotic. Yeah, no, because it is. Like, these people, it, it is... They're deluded. Like, they, they think that they have... That they're smarter than they actually are. They think they can solve all the problems by by doing all this and I think they can win against a system that's built from the ground up to stop you know people from like who's not in the Republican or Democrat party to win it. We, we have a two party system you know admit it if you want to go and run for a house or run for senator run or run for state seats as a libertarian you know you have a chance there but don't kid yourself that you can win as a president yeah you can't I mean if and this is what I've said before it's like if you're a libertarian out there listening uh, first of all, I'm shocked you've been able to handle enough of our bashing so far. But if you have, run in primaries. Like Rand Paul does, you run as a Republican in primaries, and you actually have a fucking shot. You're still not going to win, for the most part, unless you're in like a super libertarian like neck of the woods. But at least you have a shot, and you're not fucking up progress. Because that's well, the thing. Well, he is a senator from Kentucky, yes, and that's what I'm saying. Is like there are ways to do it, and again, like I, I, I just again never run third party unless your area is just some weird area where a third party has a chance. But it's just not like, for example, Bernie Sanders. I think he was an independent. When he was, no, he's a Democrat. I think he's still registered as independent. I think he he caucused with or he primaried with him, but he's still independent. I think that's interesting. But you know, there's a case where a, a third kind of party can work. Uh, but it's you still here's the here's the main problem: these third party people just don't fucking get. You don't have the money. You don't have the power. You don't have the artillery and the tanks and all this shit that the two-party system has. You are like the, um, like the guerrilla, like, you're not even guerrilla warfare, at least guerrilla warfare is like effective. Like you guys are like the fucking boy scouts here going up against the fucking U.S. Army. Like, oh, we're gonna win, guys, aren't we? Oh, we're just so correct and we're always right about everything. We have my constitution here. We're just gonna win, guys, because we're right about everything, and we have these simple, obvious solutions that nobody's considered. So, in 2016, they had a they have an actual national convention. Oh God, that thing was whack. Wasn't there like a dude naked on stage? That it, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, <laughs> fucking, 
that would be the microcosm of the fucking libertarian party anyway uh yeah no so I'm, I'm i'm like googling this shit right and uh yeah it was in orlando florida there you go oh it, it would be in florida it would be florida the rosen center hotel resort what fucking disney world was booked because <laughs> it's just as a joke as a disney cartoon holy fuck could you imagine like a bunch of libertarians like they have their convention and they get like a day at disney world or something jesus christ if they overran disney world I, i'd be scared i wouldn't take my kids they're fucking joking like it's probably like the furry connection that goes and takes those like off-brand hotels Probably similar sort of circumstances, both delusional. Yeah. But like, here's the thing, you know, a lot of these people too are who are like voting for these people. They're not like you know they went to college like a lot of these people did. You know, some of them you majored in political science or related majors. So like, where's the disconnect? Like, why why do they think these things work? I don't get it. I think they're okay. Here's the thing I was thinking about today because I was. This Justin Amash thing, like when I first saw the news, I just laughed, and I think basically Phil and I were the same way. We were just laughing with joy we were the whole day, all fucking day. I can't even believe, <laughs> like, like the amount of material, and the tweets were fucking unforgiving too. It was gr- glorious. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up Twitter in a second on here and put it on the big screen, but the amount of like m- the meltdown from the libertarian crew was just hilarious. Because I have three people at least four, actually, I know. Four people that I know uh, that are libertarian people that were showing some show. One admitted they were going to vote for Justin Amash. Another didn't go to that extent, but I think donated to him. <laughs> and then another one was supportive of him. And these people, and I'm actually shit. There's five I fucking know. God damn it! There's so many of these people. Um, I thought of another one, and they. All these people except one is still in college. One is, uh, I think, never went to college or did for a bit or something. But the ones that went to college, I don't know how you're voting for this guy or even considering it. Like, have you grown up yet? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean, but it feels like a childhood fantasy, like fucking Santa Claus or like you think you're going to be like Superman, save the world. Libertarianism, like you say, Phil, is a fantasy. It's like grow up and get a grip and get into the real world. Uh, you know, you know what? Um, fucking Joe Walsh. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's like, thank you, Justin Amash. Now work with all of us to make sure that we defeat him. defeat him. Yeah, what the? He's unfit. You know that because you rightly voted to impeach him. Now let's defeat him. Thank you, my friend. Like, dude, fucking Joe Walsh. What what makes him think that he's even gonna like sniff anything beyond failure at the fucking convention? Like, if even if he even does if he doesn't drop out before then, he's a joke too. Like the fucking college Republicans brought him to Penn State. Oh, right? they would. <laughs> and like he was bragging about how he like brought a gun on campus. <laughs> <laughs> He brought a gun on campus. He was like bragging about that. I was like, dude, no one gives a shit. <laughs> hey guys, I broke the law. Aren't you proud of me? Aren't I cool? I'm Joe Walsh. 
Jolie's lost on the play. Like, I mean, I, I really don't fucking care if he didn't. Like, I, I really don't care. But it's like, you know, he's you think he's like some sort of badass. You know, it's not that hard, but there's no metal detectors here. Oh, God. I'm looking at his Twitter, which is, is hilarious. Okay, so he's got this, like, black and white photo of him as his bear. Like, ooh, I'm so serious. I'm black and white. Yeah. He has, uh, in his bio... Okay, his, his fucking handles, Walsh Freedom, very original. Uh, and then his bio is, former Republican candidate for president, you mean you lost. Former congressman, you mean you probably got voted out or you knew you were going to lose. Author of, quote, fuck silence, edgy. Patriotic American, husband, father, brother, son. Hashtag be brave. Oh my god, guys! Joe Walsh, what a what a hero! He's a f- husband, father, brother, and a son. Wow, really? That's just that's what I need to know. Oh. He just pulled his own shit. It's like, it's like half these candidates, man. Yeah, they sniff their own farts. They pull their own ass. <laughs> oh god. Look at the first tweet on here. Barack Obama will spend tonight speaking to, inspiring, and offering hope to America's high school graduates. Donald Trump will spend tonight rage-tweeting insults at people and complaining about how poorly he's been treated. Enough said. Are these guys Democrats? Talking Obama when he was over at Penn State, you know, he changed his tune real quick. What is it with these people? Why do they kiss ass the Democrats? I don't know. Because they're fucking spoiler candidates. You know, they're they know that they'll like leash off the Republican Party, so you know, they want to kiss ass with the Democrats to pretend to be moderate. Like these people have the craziest ideas out of anyone. Like look at some of these like libertarian candidates, you know. I posted some of the one chat, like the one I'll guy whip was, it out. Yeah, the uh, guy from Florida, he was like making sacrifices to Satan and like drinking goat blood. And the other guy was, like, from Virginia, like, a radical incel who was a white supremacist and pedophile. Oh, so we got the full package with him. Yeah, you know, like, these are what you see running for libertarian. It's not normal people. These are people who are deluded. They're, they're a bunch of, like, young men who go and, like, they, they have all these stupid ideas. You know, you get, like, fucking Joe Exotic out there. You get, like, this Soul Invictus dude who's, like, and, you know, obviously he was from Florida. You know, <laughs> Did you see who the article was written by? He wrote that. It says, and I'm not making this up, it says, by Florida man. <laughs> GQ embraced the meme for sure. I love it. And, you know, he's less crit like the Florida, yeah, and he wants to make a second civil war or something? What? He got kicked out of some, like, cult temple. Well, he got kicked out of a cult? That's that's hard to do. Like, how how crazy is this fucker? I don't know. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, Mike Cernovich wrote Justin Amash and Joe Walsh believe the stuff conservatives write in Wapo mm-hmm. and on cable news about how Trump is vulnerable to a respectability cuck. They announce a run, raise zero dollars, and get laughed at by voters. Yes. Like, well, no, no, the, Mr. Cernovich, okay, with all due respect, 
Justin Moss raised at least $50. Okay? <laughs> we all know, okay? We all know one person oh. to donate $50 to, uh, yeah. God, uh, guys, so... Like, time when people were, like, donating to Bernie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to donate all my college savings to this dude, and it's like he drops out. They're like, oh. No shit like that. Like, same sort of people... <laughs> Jack, Jack Posobiec was like, who was like, like on the tweet that's like, after much reflection, I've concluded that circumstances don't lend themselves to my success as a candidate for president this year, and therefore I will not be a candidate. And then <laughs> Jack Posobiec writes, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah. I saw that. So true. Amen. Look, we're all trying to figure out the same shit okay we're all we're all in the same boat yeah i know it's like who who does he think he is like these libertarians always think they're like some like like hot shit and it's like you're some fucking like loser you can't even make it in the two main parties so you had to run third party and then you're just like a total cuck the whole time i mean i'm gonna use the word cuck a lot on this because that's what these people are See, having us, I mean, these people who run for libertarian candidates have like little, little if any, experience in actual politics. Because if they actually had experience in politics, they would know it takes like something to actually run a fucking campaign. You need to have ground game. You need to have supporters, and you're not going to get that from you know the Libertarian Party, like the Republican Party. For you know, they have a huge ground game. They have all these databases. They have strategy. The Libertarian Party of like probably a bunch of high school kids who like smoke weed and like fuck goats. <laughs> and that's, that's their fucking ground game. Like, <laughs> appeal to. Like, you know, you might be able to get some like college Republican style Republicans to vote for them, sure, but there's only like that's a tiny percentage of the electorate because they're not Democrat enough to get the Democrats and like old people, they're not going to give a fuck about the Libertarian Party. And that's a, that's a good portion of the base. You know, like, they don't understand ground game. They don't understand politics because they, most of them haven't ever actually been there. And the ones that had, you know, they're, they're, well, they're deluded if they think they can win anything other than, like, some random, like, local or state elections. You know, they're never going to make become national until they get a good portion of, like, state seats. And they're not going to do that because they keep wanting to go for nationals. It's a self-defeating prophecy. Like, theoretically, they couldn't, like, 20 years if they actually got enough people to the state to show that, like, and actually built up the ground game. But they don't. They don't care about that. They just want to take the limelight. Well, here's the thing I bring up a lot, too. And I just, well, I don't bring it up. I'm going to bring it up a lot, is what I meant to say. Is how many people are registered libertarian in this country? Like, like very few. There's, like, nobody registered libertarian. But I know somebody that once, once, made the awful mistake of doing so. T, can you give... I see how it is. Yeah, well, it, you know it. Hey, you've, you took a while, but you did see the light. And you've... Okay, you've... well, to my defense, I just thought libertarians are, like, you know, cool Republicans. It's not the yeehaw ones who's, um, you know, Bible-thumping, you know, um, Fucking goat, goat worshiping, like, <laughs> and, and, like yeah, dude, whoever, whoever sold you that fucking used car needs to beat down. 
Was that a Cutco no, like, salesman? Oh, no, no, no. Where I'm from, like a um, Delaware County, like the Republicans, like uh, in in my school, were just terrible people. I will admit. <laughs> uh, wait till you meet <laughs> the Libertarians. A Republican in Delco? Yeah, he's probably a terrible person. <laughs> Majority of them were like they're pretty like Bible thumping, like pretty like ignorant people, and like a lot of them were like in like the low classes, like obviously and uneducated. So like when the, the left wing kids would like come and like debate with them, like you, the clear winner would be obviously the left wingers. That's just where I'm from, and like from there, I just had like a bad assumption, like oh, Republicans were you know um Bible thumping, you know ignorant people, and then I was reached out by Yao, and Yao was like, oh, we're so cool, we, you yeah. know, less government. Were you the only chick at Yalcon? There's like two more girls. Fuck. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> wow. Represent. Only. Boy, I was. I'm sorry. I made a. I made a terrible mistake. Yeah. How you dare you? Forgive me. I, I thought you were the only female there, but there was actually two. Okay. No, no, no. Don't worry. It's gotten better now. There's like four more. Oh, you know, dude, they're, 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 they're multiplying. There. And how many people oh, go to God. these Yalcons? Like thousands, hundreds. Depends, like uh, about no more than the one thousand. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you would say, like maybe like eight hundred, nine hundred. No, not even nine hundred. Like actually, maybe like five hundred. We'll be so generous. Like, We're gonna say a thousand. I'm gonna do the math on how many f the female population at Yaokan would be. Oh no no no! The female population's like uh, maybe five percent, four percent of the female. You know, well, like if there are only around. four there, we're talking point four percent. Now, how many of those females are repeat customers for this? Because I imagine a lot of them probably go to it once and then four females. Actually, many of them were really pushed to like become a yeah like uh, you know the higher ups in yows because I think they knew like uh, girls that are just like simply members are they're, they're gonna leave immediately so they pushed a lot of the girls to be like state chairs and you know um to be like more <laughs> serious positions so there you go that's how they prevent like girls from leaving but um, wait 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 so they there's an issue with 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 a uh, wexit we'll call it wham and exit of fucking yow like why is this a problem <laughs> everywhere you look just like i looked around me and like i could not find like one girl like in those like break rooms like in the conference when we'd like go like would be separated into like different like sections of um you know the conference to i don't know one place would talk about taxes one takes i don't know so exciting most of the time around me it'll just be like a bunch of dudes like you have to like really look hard enough to like find like maybe like two one or two other girls did they That's ever make you feel uncomfortable? Welcome to the sausage party. I mean, Yalcon. <laughs> it is a sausage fest. Like, um, the amount, I would just like. Wait, how is it with there are no girls? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think girls are creeped out by like a lot of the guys there actually because they're okay. These guys are called creepertarians. Like they're really like uh, the, the guys going around like um harassing women. Yeah, they have their own name for it. So I think they've been like driving away some of the female population in Yale, and I've experienced like a good number of them. So it mm. would make sense. Yeah, and second of all, it's they're kind of boring. Like when you get deeper into like Yao, you know, libertarian politics, like it's boring as shit. Sounds we, like we might have uncovered a libertarian under pipeline. We blindfold ourselves and participate in this giant circle jerk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the deeper you get, like when they go into like deeper into like free markets and um Ooh. Yeah, uh, free markets, like they believe free markets will solve anything. 
As Anakin Skywalker once said, this is where the fun begins. Mm. Mm. Like, I, I'm looking at, okay, so, I, so I'm looking at it, and, and maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not, like, you know, as knowledgeable about the Libertarian Party, maybe as I should You're be. You're not big-brained enough. I'm not, I don't, I don't know, okay? <laughs> like, I, I stopped giving a shit, like, eons ago. Anyway, no, but, but I'm like, okay, so you got, you got like you know liberty some libertarianism classical liberalism cultural liberalism economic liberalism fiscal conservatism uh non-interventionalism like they 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 try they seem to try to appeal to everybody and like like you always say sean if you appeal if you try to appeal to everybody you appeal to nobody damn straight like put down my gravestone (laughs) <laughs> yeah like it's they've been around since the 70s and like if they would have been if they would have built themselves popular enough to be relevant they would have fucking done it already right like they've been around for what 50 years like what, what mm-hmm. what's the you know well the thing is like what happened is like a lot of these like um i guess center people quote like borderline center people they're just your typical republican like mm-hmm. when you don't with like if you don't get too deep into like libertarianism just say within like free um just like free speech you know um uh second amendment rights just all of that you're technically a republican like um basically sounds uh, like something i told you <laughs> no but like <laughs> And that, when that's the thing, look, to be honest with you, that's what I think gets some of these people in there and they leave is because, like you said, they get turned off by Republicans, the old school establishment Republicans, yeah. and then they look for other options and maybe they don't know a lot about politics, maybe they do, maybe they kind of agree on some surface level things, but then when you get down to it and you get to 2016 and onward, you realize, oh, I'm just a Republican in the wrong house here, like... Let's go over to the other one and go to that party, the real party where it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Many of these um, people in the like I'm in Yale are like young guys, like young guys who are still in college. Um, I haven't seen anyone like over fifty there because obviously when you I don't know that's reach, a like, good a certain thing. Age, yeah, like have a family or maybe not go into like a job, realize like oh shit, hey maybe these taxes play do play a role in society. Hey maybe we shouldn't get rid of like literally all of wealth. Welfare. Hey, um, you know, it's better to say maybe in the center because life is nuanced. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's almost but... like you grow up and you mature. <laughs> yeah, like... exactly. Oh, wow. Are you telling me there's more to it than just that simple bullshit that they're preaching? Oh, mm. God damn. Look, the, the, it, it looks like their, their, um, their logo or whatever is a fucking porcupine it is which is like oh my god yeah terrible yeah, optics that, yeah that the well i mean it makes sense though because they're <laughs> ugly and full of pricks <laughs> oh yeah unless you're a girl unless you're a girl then maybe um they're not full of pricks they're Aww. so ugly yeah then you get like the fucking caitlin bennett types out there <laughs> yeah you get gun thought <laughs> oh yeah Shit like that. Like, I don't know. I don't like to go and like shoot on the right, but you know, sometimes. Hey, you got you got to correct your side sometimes, you know. But they're weird. Yeah, like they're that. That's like a weird bunch that really fucks shit up for everybody else. I, I don't know. Well, I'll show you a perfect example, kind of tie back to what you were talking about, uh, Phil, with the appealing to all sides, and 
maybe this just appeals to the left, but this is something Joe Walsh tweeted. He retweeted a video of Laura Ingram talking about uh, Obamagate, basically. And Joe Walsh says, and you're going to puke when you read this, if I own Fox News, I'd get rid of Tucker Carlson, Sean Handy, Laura Ingram, Judge Janine, and Jesse Wars tomorrow. Then I'd apologize to all Fox News viewers for lying to them night after night. <laughs> so he'd get rid of all the good people, in other words. Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, it, it, he doesn't understand. Like, he's so fucking out of touch with people that, you know, he should fucking know about. That's the common thread I've noticed with libertarians is they are so out of touch. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't go and do anything. They're just going to probably look at fucking anime, you know. <laughs> the only reason that anybody gives a shit about Joe Walsh is because they think he's the guitarist for the Eagle. <laughs> yes. I like one of the Contra Parkins like, I was like, oh, this guy is a, you know, fucking Eagles guitarist. Let's go invite him over. He can talk about, like, his... You know, right wing ideals. It's like, oh yeah, this dude. He's like bragging about bringing guns to campus. You know? <laughs> Has life really been good to you so far? Oh god, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm looking at like what the fuck's he even actually do to make money these days? Is he just like cursing on what he's had, like making like bullshit like appearances to like, Yao Khan and shit? He is playing the whole grift uh, as the I left the right guy. You know, that it's kind of the vice versa of, let's say, and I'm not shitting on Kansas, but I'm saying, like, like a Kansas Owens that says she left the left, uh, or Dave Rubin saying he left the left. It's what Joe Walsh is. He doesn't really believe in anything, really. He's just left the right, and that's his shtick, and that's how he grifts in these circles. He, I think, I, I don't use that term often, uh, non-ironically, but he is basically a grifter, and he's come out with this podcast called Fuck Silence. It's edgy, guys. Uh, fucking old experience where it's like they're super fucking edgy no matter what they do. It's like, oh, you know, both style language in here. It's, it's like the fucking, um, what's what's the big brain show? Fucking Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's why I said. Like fucking Rick Sanchez, I bet, is a fucking libertarian. <laughs> well, that's why I'm not probably fucking is well that's why i said to phil when he said like i when i he's, phil said maybe i don't understand libertarianism and i said yeah you're not big brain enough it feels like the fucking the rick and morty of political parties because that's the fan base of rick and morty is how libertarians like react to everything it's like oh you just don't get it you just haven't read the federalist papers you don't understand it's like no i understand some things no like like no, I mean, you understand, like, it's it's very, ba- like, it's it's basic. It's a very basic, like, roll back the fucking clock type shit. Like, and, like, we've evolved. Like, I mean, and, and, and I want to try, like, you want to try to be, like, as conservative as you want to try to be, like, as, you know, conservative, like, you want to try to still conserve a lot of what made, makes America great. But there is some like evolution to things you know like there's things that change like tech like i was gonna mention tech yeah yeah like yeah you there's things that change and you just have to roll with it like and you know and and it's like like i don't know they 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 remind they remind me of that one guy that fucking buries gold in his backyard because he doesn't want doesn't trust banks or some shit like I, I'm not like I, like look I, I'm like stop like 
Like, I don't need to go. I buried my gold in my backyard. <laughs> Fuck the Federal Reserve. <laughs> like, no, what what are you talking about? Like, no. Like, like every you need banks to pretty much do everything. Like, you can't do shit without one. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, like, Federal Reserves, like, I remember with Gal, like, the big thing with they would always chant is, like, get rid of, like, the Federal Reserve. Like, like, they would have something, like, totally against Federal Reserves for some reason. Like, it's just... Like, no, every fucking country has a Federal Reserve. Like, For a no, reason. they hated it. They were like, it, abolish Federal Reserve. Reserve. Wasn't there, like, slogan, like, abolish the Fed or something? Yeah, abolish the Fed, uh, yep. Like, okay, and, and, and Ron, like, I was listening to a Ron Paul interview, uh, like, I as much as I could. Um, <laughs> and, and he was like, well, we should just declare bankruptcy. Like, you think, you think it's that fucking simple? You think it's that simple to just fucking declare bankruptcy to the rest of the world like you owe them trillions of dollars you think they're just gonna be like oh well you know i guess you know i guess you're bankrupt now like no like you're gonna piss off the you're gonna piss off the whole fucking world and there's gonna be negative effects in addition we haven't stopped spending like we haven't stopped spending money like even if we decided to just say fuck you to every country like as far as the national debt goes we're still spending way more than we're fucking like than we're pulling in from a revenue standpoint. Like we don't even know. Like there's, you need to do some shit, okay? You need to do some shit. And yes, it's gonna go against the fucking Libertarian Party or whatever, the, whoever the fuck they are. And like I, I don't know. I I don't think I don't think these people really take the time to understand the nuances of everything that goes on. Mm-hmm in the world because they always act like every solution so obvious and simple yeah. you know it's like oh why do we have all these bases everywhere let's just get rid of them oh why are we in all these uh donate might all these countries let's just pull it all back i'm like i want to but how are we gonna get there it's difficult yeah. I, like, i'm even seeing pro. andrew yang saying Justin Amash is a smart man. I appreciate this decision a great deal. Wow. This is the, these are the people these people appeal to. They appeal to fucking your, the enemies, really. The, they appeal to CNN. They appeal to um Joe Walsh. What was that? I probably feel like Richard Spencer too. I, mean, I see a lot of these guys, like the two I put up, they were also white supremacists. Why is it a gateway to white supremacy? What? No, this is a hot take, but but hear me on this one. Why is libertarianism sometimes a sort of like a a pipeline or a gateway drug to like crazy shit like white supremacy? I'm not sure if that's like a true because um. We know uh, somebody. Libertarian to alt right pipeline, like it's been documented. Do you have the documents, as Alex Jones would say? <laughs> well, T, well, T is technically a POC, so that's not a POC. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she so could be a brown white supremacist. According to some people's logic here, someone called Candace like a Owens a Nazi or something. The other like many like years or some years ago, I don't know, or a few months ago. She looks like one to me. I believe it. Yeah. So I guess like uh, being a white supremacist doesn't, you know, you can be labeled no matter who you are, color of your skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how is it like um, a tie, or not a tie, but like how is it like 
easy to like enter white supremacy because a lot of white supremacists, majority of them, if not all, hates libertarianism. It's probably the one thing we might agree with them on. <laughs> and I don't want to say I agree with them on anything because we obviously don't, but, you know, uh, the thing is, like, yeah, they do have a hatred of it, and I think it's because... I think one thing those people don't like... Or, or okay, actually, let me frame it this way, Bear. Fucking cliff notes. Oh, you, oh, shit, you do have the documents. Well, yeah, the, the fucking cliff notes of it is you have people who believe in fucking fairy tale ideas that have no practical use in the real world. You know, it takes them from one step and then they go the other. It's like, oh, you know, like, kind of picture this. They, they want to go and have everything where it's, you know, everyone, everyone can be trusted and they only believe that certain people can do it. You know, they'll go, it starts out with that, like, oh, let's go and give everyone rights. And, you know, they start getting the real world, like, hey, people are bad. All right, well, let's go take a look at which people are bad. Oh, you know, based on crime statistics, okay. I see this over here. So maybe we should go and give, you know, allow certain people to be more free than others. And that's how you get that libertarian doll right pipeline. I love how this article, the second paragraph, I mean, it's technically the first because it's right after the lead or whatever. They're, sorry, excuse for lead. The first thing they mention is Milo Yiannopoulos has built himself as libertarian. <laughs> Well, like, no, that's bullshit. And I'm not saying it happens to everyone, but I know a bunch of people who were libertarians who have now moved on to more, you know, alt-right section. I mean, it does happen. Well, and there's also people that become more authoritarian, like even myself. I had a more, I had some libertarian tendencies that I grew out of. And because I realized in order to preserve certain things that make America great, you need a little bit of control. A little bit, not a lot. And that's where libertarians will then jump on me and go, Oh, you're an authoritarian. You're this is a communism. This is a you know, you dictatorship. Statist. Yeah, you statist. It's like, whoa, like there's a balance. It's like the yin yang, it's balance. Okay? And that's the thing, is like I I mean like once certain things are achieved, like immigration's a good example. Once we tighten the borders, well, maybe we can be a bit looser on some things, a little bit, but you still need some overall control. And these libertarians are really goofy when it comes to immigration. They think open borders is, is a true libertarian way, and some say otherwise. But, you know, I think you're on to something with this article, though, because I think it is people that uh, that are weird to begin with and have these weird beliefs and, and impractical beliefs, and it's sort of a similar thing. And I think it's also people that are very malleable. You know, they're very easy. Like, to go from that extreme to another says you're a very malleable person. Well, I think sort of the, the bigger thing is libertarianism isn't really a, an end stuff. It's not something that people usually fester on for a long period of time. Yeah. Usually a stepping stone to somewhere else. And they'll usually settle, you know, they might sell for typical conservatism, neoconservatism. They might go into even more like liberal stuff. You know, some of them go into alt-right, but it's not really a destination. It's sort of a means to get somewhere else. None really, very few people, and that's why I see very few like older people in there, or then like, you know, Ron Paul and stuff, really stay libertarian all their life. It's not... It's like a bus, you know, and it depends which stop you want to get off on. Do you want to get off on the alt-right stop? Do you want to get off on the national stop, the populist stop, the 
conservative stop? Where do you want to stop? And yeah, some of them just what... stay on the bus and they stay homeless and they stay in their goofy little world and don't move on and see new things and evolve. There is a difference between a libertarian and an AMCAP. Oh, I know. They remind me of it. <laughs> the gateway drug to Ancapistan. <laughs> you know, like it starts, it's like a disease. You know, you might have, you know, what well, was like COVID 19 that turns into current, or like coronavirus that turns into like COVID 2 or whatever the fuck it was, or COPO, whatever. The fuck. SARS. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it leads you somewhere and sometimes it might be better. Like it's, it's a young man's ideology. It's like an anarchy in general, you know, it's something that young people believe in because they think they're invincible and that they know what's right. Like yeah. that's my poli kind of describe anarchy like that. You know, if you're young, you think you can rule the world and you think you're the best, you know, that's, it's good for young people, but most old people don't believe in that. They don't believe in fucking Santa Claus and fairy tales. And that's why libertarianism doesn't usually stick around for more than like your twenties. Now, how come there are people, this is, I guess where we kind of dive deeper into and have to do some guesswork, but there are people we know that are out of college, well out of college that still believe in this shit and may have even dug their, their feet in deeper into this shit. Why don't, they change. Give it a few years. You know, they haven't been hit hard by the real world yet. Most of them don't have real jobs yet. Mm. You know, like they haven't real, like, I mean, if you write out college, like I'm talking, you know, the, usually people get off by their thirties. You know, that that's what I've seen. You'll see people do it when they're younger. And then, you know, it's, it's like fucking pot or something or like, you know, light drugs, like smoking shit like that. I'm going to do when you're a kid. Like party and shit, but you can't do that all your fucking life. It's like vaping. <laughs> Oof. We have a vapist like in the room. We're gonna I don't know about like just, just shut up and smoke like an adult. <laughs> no, I like how uh I like how I like how they celebrate Justin Amash as being the first member of the Libertarian Party to serve in either House or Congress. It's like five either days. Like, yeah. He he was he was elected as a Republican and then flipped yep. while he was in Congress. That's cheating. Well, yeah, see that that kind of brings up a question too. Like, what the fuck as an electorate can you even do at that point? Like, let's say you elected someone as a Republican, they, you know, they need to go and have it where more states can go and like recall a fucking senator. Because if that was me, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah, no, his people were pissed. His constituents were. It's giving him so much shit at this town hall. It was it was beautiful to watch. If anybody hasn't watched, say Google uh, Justin Amash town hall, and it'll come up with the one where he. This wasn't even when he switched parties. This was when he said that Trump should be impeached, and these MAGA people, these MAGA moms, and these blue collar people were just coming like giving him so much shit. It was like he he deserved worse, in my opinion. If I was there, I would have had so much fun with them. Wait, uh, so so. So did he cite the the COVID nineteen pandemic as as one of his reasons? Running? Yeah. Oh fuck that! <laughs> what oh a bitch! God. I don't want to run because the Nash, because the illness is gonna make me sick. Oh my god, dude! Everybody's inside. What are you worried about, Justin? What's with people? Cool. You know, like people. Like presents. 
you know, what if we had like a fucking fight to the death between the two fucking candidates? Yo, Justin Amash would lose. Fuck, like, see if you if I don't know where the fuck this came from, but you know that'd be because you get the people who are you know, who just want to do it for lols. So they just fucking like we would not see another libertarian candidate out there. They'd be like, oh fuck. Unless it was Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah, see, he would probably like. It could be interesting. Like, I, I honestly, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe so we get like a free fucking baby tiger. Just just run Carol Baskin as his uh you know his competition. Oh god. Like I could still like for Green Party. She's so Green Party. She's Green Party to the core. You know, and when you notice too another trend I'm noticing here, conspiracy time, but hot take too. Uh what's with people named Justin being just shitty? Uh, yeah, cocky. Let's let's Justin name him Justin Trudeau, Justin Bieber, Justin Amash. Justin Bieber, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's probably gonna make fun of that dude, but like, dude, I just know. got a notification on my phone where Justin B- it says Fox News one hour ago. Justin Bieber says he wishes he waited until marriage to do this. Oh God. Oh, he said, wait, wait. He says he wishes he waited until marriage to have sex. Whoa. Well, see, like, I'm saying he's he's actually turning himself around. Dude, yeah. I take that I back. Mean, I got respect. I used to make fun of him as a kid because it's hard not to make fun of like you know, the boy band of the day. But like honestly, he seems like he's you know he's growing around. Dude, like look, look, Haley Baldwin has been uh, has changed his life. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what it is about her, but like I, I bet like fucking Alec Baldwin's so pissed on that Bieber's like fucking banging his daughter. <laughs> yeah, pro- there's probably more angry voicemails being deleted off of her phone. Like he is probably pissing Alec Baldwin off so much and I love it. <laughs> Have you listened like, to his previous voicemails? Daughter, you douchebag. What was that? So I noticed when you've I don't know what you it happened with your new computer thing recently, like when you start talking and like somebody else talks, your volume just like muffles out yeah i don't know man what i'm saying he's probably like every time fucking ad baldwin goes out there he's probably like hey i guess what i did last night i cream pie to your daughter <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking hate that Alec baldwin guy so it, it makes like see that's why i love justin bieber because he you know he must be pissing him off because like i know deep down as long like why the fuck is this like you know fucking ex like druggy fucking piece of shit like banging my daughter like that must tear him up inside. We'll dive into the Bieber uh, actually right now. Let me pull up these articles. Justin Bieber pens lovely dovey letter to wife Haley. Oh wait, he's married to this yeah. chick. What? Yeah. What? He's twenty six. Dude, pump the brakes. Whoa. Well, twenty six is fine. Yeah, twenty six well, is okay for him. And you got to figure. You gotta figure he was he was he got famous really, really young. So he's probably lived a full fucking life. Right? Yeah, that's true. Up until up until then. So uh, Oh god. Yeah. He's, probably, he's, had, he's had his fair share of fun. Yeah, yeah. that that's true. I, I, I take that back. Yeah, that's true. Let's see. He wrote Dear Haley, as I lay here. You asleep next to me. Oh, God, this sounds like a suicide note. I think of myself. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I think to myself, how did I get so blessed? Your humility, joy, and desire to grow blows me away, exclamation mark. I am honored to be your husband. I promise to love you all the days of our lives. Good night, Haley. I hope you read this in the morning and smile. You are my forever. See, he's turned himself around. Like, I give that guy mad props, you know? Yeah. You know, like, you see a lot of these, like, child stars, they become, like, you know, completely fucked up and they die before they're 50. You know, him, I think he was on that trajectory. I don't know anymore. Like, he seems like he's doing decent. What if he, like, goes full on, I don't want to say Kanye, but he starts getting, like, super religious? I don't know. Like, I mean, from what my boss told me, you know, he was like, I don't know if it was on Joe Rogan or if it was something else, like one of these podcasts, like Justin Bieber was on there. And like he was saying, like the fucking Hollywood people, they were like trying to get him to like do a bunch of crazy shit. And he said no. Whoa. Like, they were trying to get him like fuck kids or something when he was like 15. He was like, what? Yo, uh, he could what? be the he could be the next. Uh, What was that dude that was going to say he was going to drop some red pilling stuff on the, like the pedophilia in Hollywood? Corey Haynes or something? Yeah, Corey something. Corey Feldman. Yeah. Justin might be the Corey Feldman that like lives up to it. See, that's why I think they're afraid of him. Yo, I this is like I'm getting red He's pill and Justin Bieber. Shit up. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy, Justin added. Sex can be kind of confusing when you're being sexually active with anybody. Yeah, he's he's going through something. It's interesting. I think, yeah, I, I think yeah, you you push closer. I don't know if he's gonna like be religious per se, but there's definitely like a there's definitely like a religious vibe to the shit that he's saying. You know? There is, and his wife, uh, I saw in some things like said God quite a few times. So I think she's weaving some Jesus in him. Yeah, I mean, he probably, like, if you saw him before this, you know, he was pretty fucking trash. Oh, he was a mess. Like, yeah. that's the same thing like Miley fucking Cyrus, although she hasn't found light yet. She's still in the fucking dark. Maybe she'll stay there for the rest of her life, but, you know, if that's the case, she'll, her life probably won't be that long. Well, doesn't she have mental issues, like legit mental issues? I'm sure they all do. That's I mean, true. Like, all the young child stars they're i'm pretty sure they're all fucked up if they if they aren't fucked up to begin with they will get fucked up later oh yeah, yeah that's what hollywood does to you man they they fucking probably force you to do a bunch of stuff like lick fucking feet you know take it up the ass you know it it probably fucking happens like I me mean, you've seen some of that epstein stuff mm -hmm. people like him people like harvey weinstein doesn't surprise me at all if they, you know, what sort of depraved shit they make these kids go through. And it, yeah, there was some, there was some shit like, um, there was shit, there was some shit back in the like, back in the NSYNC Backstreet Boys days where uh, their manager, uh, Lou Perlman, I think his name was, he was, uh, he was running this like Ponzi scheme to help fund all their shit, and there was like there were there was some rumors that that he was like dealing that he was diddling some of the, like, the younger boy band. Like, there was, he, he was managing um, the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, but then there he was trying to cultivate some younger people. Uh, and he was, like, he was just, like, a diddler or some shit. And 
I mean, we'll never know because he, he, like, he he went to jail for like 30 years because of the Ponzi scheme. He ended up dying in jail, so he's like dead now. So we'll, we'll probably never know exactly, but there's a lot of fucked up shit that goes on, like, behind the scenes of that like that type shit See, i think they should fucking ban child stars honestly because like every single one for the most part has something fucked up going yeah. on in their life. but they i mean sure they might make a lot of money but it's like a faustian bargain you know like look like who is that guy with fucking disney or not disney fucking nickelodeon that dude uh, are you seeing the one that died recently no the dude with the feet <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the producer, yep. What the fuck was his name? Let me let me go and look this up, because he... I'm sure he, like, he did some really shady stuff, and he never... like he never Dan Schneider. Any... Yeah, fucking Schneider, man. That guy. Like, if he, if, when does he start going down the Schneider hole, you know? There's some real fucking weird stuff going on with that guy, and he hasn't seen the light of day yet, and I've I don't know if it ever will. Like, even if, like, just for a fucking person looking in, you can tell something's wrong, and God knows what's going on behind behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember seeing this interview with people. I think I forget where it was. I think it's on like YouTube, and it was like, yeah, I went to this. I, I was like a kid, and they had this like actor camp or child actor camp, and they brought me to this like hotel, and they made us all go in our swim shorts or something, and like play with the suits or like play with our or something like it was some it was some weird stuff well that's the thing about these elitists it's always so weird it's like they like when we talk about bohemian grove when we talk about these other things and on this and then we initially hear this shit like oh there there's a bunch of elites that go to california worship an owl and there's like orgies and there's an aids problem and there's all kinds of weird shit happening maybe human sacrifices who knows it initially sounds crazy but when you hear like legit shit that we know happens like with the feet guy with the pedophilia with jeffrey epstein with harvey weinstein with all these people doing sick twisted things you and then like the uh podesta emails and stuff like bohemian grove that's why there are conspiracies about that's why there's people that are really like holy shit what's going on here because there's this weird thing about elitists that they have these weird fetishes these weird kinks these weird everything like that they do is just weird and especially with these young people that are very um impressionable and can easily get fucked up uh that's why you hear people like justin bieber saying like to billy eilish i want to protect you i don't want something bad happening to you because he can probably tell this is what i've been through i bet she's gonna get far worse because she's already fucked up and to go through this industry at a young age 18 row she is she's gonna get extra fucked up um you know and they don't do anything about it that's what happens to these people like you know for everything that we hear about god knows what else really happened exactly 10 years ago this would be called conspiracy talk but like we know what's going on now and and that we only know like the tip of the fucking iceberg too it's like the further you go down the more just strange and bizarre because these people these elitists it's not just enough for them to go and have sex with beautiful women you know, they need to go and do depraved, like, kinky sex. And not even just with women, sometimes with animals, sometimes with kids. And that's, you know, that, that's sort of, like, what, what drives these people. This is why Alex Jones still gets millions of viewers and listeners. 
This is why. Like, like, look, who was that? Wasn't there some guy in like the UK who was like the the pre the PM or something who was caught like fucking a pig or or goat or something? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, there was Jimmy Savile from the BBC. I don't know if he had that, uh, but PM. Like, I remember it was funny because there was a uh, Black Mirror episode about that, and it, like ten days later, the thing actually dropped. Jesus. Hold on. Uh... Let's get the lore on this one. David Cameron, apparently. Wait, it was Cameron? Took part. Yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm pig gate. Wait, was that when he was like in his frat days or something? Yeah. Yeah, what's with frats? See, frats do this shit too. Pig gate. <laughs> yeah, like apparently he was like fucking a dead pig or something. And then I think, I, th- I don't know if it was him. It was someone who got like... They got found out for in a fraternity and one and other initiation rituals. They took like a hundred pound note and they lit it on fire in front of a bunch of homeless people. What the fuck? Like, see, you know, what happened to fucking just doing your elephant walks and calling it a day? <laughs> you know, as sick as that shit is, at least it isn't like fucking an animal or like fucking homeless people. Yeah, it mentions the Black Mirror thing here too. Holy shit! Wow. That's a good one. Yeah, I I've always had that on my list because I wanted to watch it because I like the Twilight Zone a lot, and people are like, yeah, it's basically like a modern day Twilight Zone. Um, it says, I'm trying to read more into this. So he was, uh, it was an anecdote reported by these two people in a biography. Call me Dave. Um. Uh, says yeah it was he was inserting a private part of his anatomy i think we all know what that is into the mouth of a dead pig as part of an initiation ceremony of the pierce gaston society these fucking societies it's probably a secret society a dining club in at the university of oxford founded by king edward ii god while some have described it as an extreme club that hosts secret events, which include drug use and promiscuous sex, well, I think we've confirmed that now. Others have said that the society's events, at least in the 90s, were not as debauched or scandalous as the media portrayed. Uh, I'm going to press X on that. Mm-hmm. Membership is limited to 10 undergraduates. Whoa. Damn, that is tight. Yeah, I wonder how much of that shit the secret societies at Penn State do. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's why, yeah, that's what you wonder about these things. And I bet one day we might hear some weird shit, and it won't surprise any of us. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, no, like, there's just so much weird shit that goes on. Most people know none the fucking better. But, uh, this is going on around the fucking town. Well, we did talk about libertarians, and we conveniently and appropriately segued into weird shit and fucked up shit. Yeah. We tend to do that sometimes. Is there anything else you wanted to mention about Yalti before, if you have to go or anything? Um, not really, actually. Um, everything I said, I think I've already said in the past. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
so much you can really say about libertarianism. You know, we said most. Yeah, we've beaten that dead horse, and yet still trying to like come back up. And it's dead. It's gone. So you know. I mean, it's never gonna be. Like I like it's never gonna be. I I, I feel like it's at the ceiling that it is right now, and there's nothing. It's not really going to be any higher. I don't, I don't see, I mean, I, I do like, so I, so I know, I know we kind of disagree, Sean on like, I think, I think a third party will eventually become president. I just never, I don't think, well, damn sure. It damn sure won't be libertarian. (laughs) That's damn sure. Like, but like, I think, I think there will be a lot of fractures within both the Republican and Democratic parties. And I think that'll like I we're we're gonna start seeing uh some major fractures and it's gonna result in multiple parties. That's 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 what I feel. I think I think we've been headed in that direction for a long time, but we've kind of I don't know. There's been a lot of things that have been holding it together. I don't know if I, I just, I, that's, that's just what I, I feel. That's just what I feel. I, yeah, I don't see it happening at all. And definitely like in the next fifth, like 20 years, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening probably yet. You know, do you think that the Republicans and Democrats were always there? What no, was that? They used to have the Whig Party. They used to have other parties over here. Like, yes, you know, but that was a hundred years ago. Oh yeah, but it could happen again. No, I I think it will. I think it will. There's a lot of fracture. There's a lot of fracturing, and there's a lot of like. The last time a third or different party won was 1850. We have a lot of we have a lot of factions that have grown within the parties, like. Yes, but the Trump like sort of new right is taking over the Republican Party. Yeah, but yeah, but you're you're gonna you're talking about like, and there's gonna be never Trumpers within the Republican Party too, and it's and it's gonna be I. Well, and I, I think mean, they're I, gonna stay there because they don't want to give up what they have. I I don't know. I I I feel like he's very much. I, I think the way that Donald Trump just acts with, within draining the swamp and like he's all about draining the swamp and he's all about, you know, just, just going the direction that he's going to go in. It's going to rub people the wrong way, particularly people with a lot of deep pockets, you know. I think they will probably steer people in, in, in another direction. Uh, mm, no, that what they these elitists probably see is Trump as a fluke. And they're right to some degree. We're never going to see a president like Trump probably until, again, way later in our lifetimes. But, but, and this is the big caveat here, is but I think we're going to see your traditional politicians um a good chunk of them, and Matt Gates is a perfect example, that are very yeah. pro-Trump, but they are still your run-of-the-mill politicians in a way. I mean, Matt Gates is more special. I'm not trying to downplay him because he is fantastic, and he's not your traditional politician. But what I mean is, like, Trump is an outsider. He's not a politician, but he got to the presidency. That's, like, a very rare thing. And mm-hmm. to grow another party, to register voters for that party, to 
get a ground game, to get a HQ, to get a system, an apparatus, to, I mean, it's just such a huge undertaking. And you're going against these two major political parties with major donors, mm -hmm. major back. It's just not going to happen anytime soon. And I don't think it's going to happen ever unless something really dramatic happens. Like, for example, if Trump had the election, like, stolen from him in 2016 in some clear and crazy way, you'd see Trump people probably make a new party. Maybe. But there needs to be something extreme to happen to create another party. Or else people, because people, like, they don't think much about this shit. And most people pick their line, they stay in it for their whole lives now. I mean, you know, my mom's been a Democrat her whole life, my dad's been a Republican his whole life, and I know lots of people like that. And I just, I, I see things getting more just sort of people putting their feet in more and sort of sticking with it. Like after Kavanaugh, after Russia, the Russia hoax impeachment, I just can't see myself voting for a Democrat ever in my life after that. I mean, I always keep no mind, but it's those sort of things I think they're going to keep people stuck in a party because you have to work within these systems to change things. You can't, going outside is a waste of time and effort and it always fails because you have the Electoral College up against you and the whole political machine. Well, yeah, it, it ha but it could happen, and it probably will happen at some point. Like, you no, know, it won't. It, it simply won't. There's no reason to. They're probably due for it to happen again. Like, you don't think like in thirty, like three thousand fifty-six, we're behind Republicans and Democrats. Maybe. Like, well, see, that's that's something that's so far into the future where you know I don't even know what the world's going to look like. Well, I don't know what the forest going to look like another 50 years. That's why I'm saying it's probably going to happen at some point. It's probably going to be, you know, like, honestly, look at the Democrats right now. Like, there is two major factions with them, and I feel like every day they're inching closer to breaking away from one another. You have, like, your super progressive type, and they might go and make, like, the American Socialist Party, honestly. And that might Maybe, but I think it's more likely that the Democrat party just gets overtaken with socialists for a while and then they get kicked out because people realize it's too crazy and they go back to normal. I don't see any third party lasting. It's just, well, no, like, it'll be like what happened to the Republicans. Like I think there used to be like the Whigs or Tories or something. I don't, I don't know what the fucking names of them were, but what, but the Republicans were originally a third party and they eventually overtook one of the other parties. Yeah. But that was in 1850 when we only had 13 colonies or something and oh, so a lot more states, so it very well could happen. Probably, at some no, point. it's harder for it to happen because you got to win more states, you got to win all these delegates. Well, yeah, but I mean, it something happens once and it splits it up, and then you're gonna have like probably a decade where you're gonna be losing pretty hardcore, and like that's gonna happen. Like, one of the parties is gonna just suck for a while, but then once they get this new party going, maybe they won't. It'll change, it's gonna happen at some point. No. I don't think it's going to ha I'll say this. I don't want to say never. That's always a mistake. Say always or never. But it's not going to happen in our lifetimes. Unless no, something extreme happens. Like, seeing how far things have changed just in the past 10 years, I definitely think we could see something major changing in the next, you know, maybe decade, maybe two decades. We might see a new political party emerge. Mm -mm. Well, you might see it emerge, but it's not going to be successful. You can't beat the machine, the two powerhouses that are the Democrat and Republican parties. The only thing you can do is work within the system. Because if you don't have those party backings, your part, your third party is going to always lose. It will, but what if they take the donors? 
you know, what if, you know, let's say the Republicans keep electing Trump-like people, and then you get some of these donors to get all pissed off about that, and so they they found a new party with their own funding. You know, like, I don't know what you'd call it. Like That's you know, easy. That's way easier said than done, because these donors, to my knowledge, are very... Like, the, the radical left scares them into doing those sort of things. And the grip they have on the Republicans is way more tempting, too, because they, they, they're, they're smart. They know the odds of a Republican winning are far higher than a third party. So they're going to keep with what's safe. But let's say, you know, the Republican Party starts... Like, let's say it's someone like the Kochs. You know, they get pissed off at what Trump's doing for whatever reason, and they and a bunch of other disaffected people from that sort of section, they could go and found their own party. And they'd have the money to do it, and they could go and pay, like, ex-members of the Republican Party to go and work as field operatives for them. I, I think it's easier for them simply to just buy off people in the Republican Party, like they always do. They you, might not be able to, though. Like, they might just seem to go and make their own party. In like, politics, I, money buys a lot of things. I don't... Yeah, I think one of, Trump is one of the few people you can't buy. Like, maybe the only person you can't buy. We'll see. We'll see. I just, I, like... Like, it, it, it'll definitely be interesting. Like, I, I don't think that... I think the amount of tension that is going on is going to reach a culmination period. Eventually, it's going to reach its infliction point. Mm. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I... I, um... I, I think that's a valid thing to bring up because it does seem like we are so at each other's throats. And I think in the Republican Party, that create that was um, what got Trump in. But even when Trump got in, it's like we're still at each other's throats. And what it's going to culminate to, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a third party, though, but I don't know what it's going to be. No, I, I think it could be a third party. I think what's going to happen sometime, though, is you're probably going to have another civil war at some point in the next 50 years, at least. I've heard that, but I, think, I, I mean, no, I don't think so. People, how much people hate each other these days. Like, you can, even with COVID, like, people have been probably coming together more now than ever before. And still, it's like back when I was a kid, you know, fucking 9 11 happened. People mm. like a lot different. And now, even with COVID, there's a lot more people affected by COVID than were affected by 9 11. I was going to say, I think what's interesting, maybe it's something we dive into. I think 9 11 brought people together. I think COVID is bringing people further apart. I don't well, see I any unity with COVID. Yeah, and that's sort of my point. Like, I feel like if COVID happened 10 years ago, like around the time of like 9-11 or 20 years ago at this point, you know, we would have had different results. People probably would have came together. But now people are so, like, people see one event, and, they, and depending on your particular political beliefs, you can see it in two different ways. That wasn't always the case. Like, we had, right now we're at a point where the, um, what was that word for it? Like, there's that... You know, the curve of what's acceptable and, like, not, like, socially acceptable. The Overton window. Yeah, the Overton window has gotten so far wide open that, you know, people see two different events. And you can't have that for a long period of time. Well, we've you kind know? of always had that. Like, people of are always going to look at things differently like as scott adams always calls it the two movies on one screen phenomenon where you know everybody will see that like a good example is the uh the uh i forget the guy's name of the black guy that was uh killed by those two guys 
some people saw these were white supremacists hunting down a black man. Other people saw it as a burglar and people trying to be heroes and shot him. And then other people will even say something completely different, like, oh, you know, these guys, uh, you know, accidentally shot him. I don't know. Or they, he was attacking them. You know, there's so many different sides to every story and like lenses people look through. So, I mean, it's just gotten worse recently, but I think where this is all coming from is the media, the mainstream media. What I think will make or break the country in the future is, do we still buy into the corporate mainstream media? Do we still keep them, uh, or do we let them control our lives still? Or do we move on to social media? Do we move on to like the Tim Pools, the Cernoviches, and even people on the left like Sam Cedar and whatnot, and Alex Jones? Do we abandon the corporate media? Because our generation does not watch TV news. We probably watch it way more than our generation. We don't even watch it that much. What happens when our generation takes over? That's what I think is what's going to really set the tone for the future. Now, what I think is going to happen over here, we're going to have a wake-out at some point. Oh, here we go. Wake-out, and that is going to be a spark that is going to set off a whole series of events. Because, like, back in the 90s, like, Waco, like, most people felt, you know, for the government at that point, like, you'd have some people who didn't, but it was, like, at least, at the most, it would have been, like, 70-30, probably closer to, like, 80-20. Now, if something were like that to happen, I don't know. And you're going to see people in state governments, they're going, and that's going to be the fucking spark. That, that's what's going to ignite the Civil War. So you're going to have a Waco sort of event, like, pop out and one side is going to see one thing the other side is going to see another and there's going to be weapons involved there's going to be militias involved and it will get dirty real quick we, we i will say I, here's the thing you would think something like if there were to be a civil war it would be from like a pandemic like like the uh wuhan virus you would think this would cause it because people are already going crazy, but everything's still under control. I don't think we're quite at that tipping point yet. You know, and like at least during this, like people were given money. Like if we did not have that level of aid given to people, I think it would have happened. If we uh, didn't give people the, you know, money packages. I just, I don't know. I just don't see the Civil War thing happening. It just... I've never bought I, into that theory. I don't think theory. it'll be a. I, I, if anything happens, I don't see it being like a, a, a war war, but I could see it being a lot of conflicts that amassed a lot of lives lost. Like, well, there might I could be. See it, I could see it being. A, I don't see it being one big war. I see it being a bunch of small conflicts that yeah. could amount sure. itself to hmm. like a war. To to similar to like a war but not like a war itself like how we view like the civil war it's not going to be like that per se but there will be a co there will be many conflicts that will be civil like like within a civil war type you know structure and then because of that it's gonna yeah like a lot of these civil battles will be yeah it will result in a 
a large chunk of Americans lost. I what? could see it. What's going to happen? I think it's going to be like a. Uh, it's going to be like the, the war in Iraq. It's not going to be you know where you have people in an army like fighting army to army. There's going to be asymmetric warfare involved, and that's how it's going to take place. It's going to be you, know, you probably find like bands of you know anti-government forces going around like probably places like Texas, West Virginia, like red states, maybe even part, maybe even like New York State, like going around there and like wrecking havoc. That's probably what's going to happen. And slowly, you know, disabling critical infrastructure. Because, you know, they couldn't, they don't have, at least at the beginning, they won't have the resources to take on the U.S. in a, you know, fair fight. They'd have to go and basically go around the country, disable critical piece of infrastructure while rallying support, at which point they might be able to do something more head on. The only thing that I think might happen is... Well, you know what we saw of Proud Boys and Antifa? Basically the right and the left dishing it out through violence. I think the only thing that could even come close to a civil war is at some point there is such unrest, like abuses of power, and, and just some something that pushes more people than usual to resort to violence. And these people start going further like antifa let's say starts instead of boycotting right-wing businesses they go there and they like they wreck shit maybe even kill people or beat people up or whatever that's the only thing i could see happening is like that stuff starts happening and there's like like you know how we saw incidents with antifa protesting events and whatnot and well not protesting rioting events that's the only thing i could see happening is like sort of skirmishes over the country over maybe a year or something and some people would see it as a civil war some people would just see it as sort of mass unrest kind of like with the weather underground not not the good weather site but the terrorist group that bill Ayers um was involved with something like the weather underground but bigger more nationwide and more of sort of a big deal that's the only kind of thing i could see but even the antifa violence has died down to nothing you know that's why i I don't really buy the whole civil war thing well i don't know like i think right now depending on how things get handled on a state level and on a national level like we're getting we're getting close to something going down like you see what's going on in michigan like, you know, they're starting to get armed people protesting over there. And sooner or later, she's going to try to arrest one of these people. And when you have armed... And, like, they have the one state, too. Like, keep seeing these armed people go over and protest them. Well, I think that's more of a show of force. I, I doubt these people would actually shoot and kill government workers. Later, they're going to try to arrest someone. Or they're like, they have that thing in Texas. Well, they have. Yeah, yeah, the girl in Texas. And it's going... And one of these days... Something's going to happen, a shot's going to be fired, and you're going to see a situation like a Waco or Ruby Ridge breakdown. And there'll be a standoff. It'll, it'll be like, what was that, that Bundy Ranch stuff? Like, we've mm-hmm. seen this on like, Sooner or later, it's going to escalate. And right now is probably, if it doesn't happen with from this COVID crisis, it'll probably be another five years before we have an actual, another event that would rival this in terms of ground for this to actually break down because like right now i have a feeling there's probably like a 20 percent chance that there is a made a major event that ends up escalating into 
a civil war type scenario while this COVID level of uh, breakdown of society takes takes over. That doesn't happen, you know, once this COVID stuff, everything goes back to normal, you know, probably be another five years before we see similar, um, you know, ground for an event like that to grow. Yeah, I think, because see, like, while I do think a civil war isn't going to happen, I, I am worried about, maybe it's because of the time we're living in right now, but if something like this, like kind of what you're saying, is happens again, that's worse, especially if there's like a Democrat in charge or some far left person, and they do some really crazy shit that gets people unrest and something goes wrong. And I actually don't think it might be an abuse necessarily power, but kind of like a, I, I guess Waco is technically an abuse of power, but something where somebody fucks up basically and somebody dies. It's like in V for Vendetta, like near the end when, like, when they were speculating what could happen, like a child gets killed and people start blaming the government for it and then they go after them. It's like something like that. Something like, um, again, the Joker, you know, where people are rioting and because there, there is a growing hatred on the left, not just for the right, but for the rich, but for, uh, you know, they're calling people Nazis, like it's nothing. They've been doing that for years, though. I know, but that sort of language was not commonplace in, let's say, like 9-11 time. It's happened. People call people fascists and Nazis since World War II. But, but, you, but you now have organizations like the SPLC bankrupting people that are falsely called Nazis, that are dragging them through courts, and these people now have targets on their backs, and they're getting docs, and their people are getting sent to jail. Like, to me, the yeah, people were called for, but I think the level we're seeing now, the frequency, is insane. Well, I think that's another thing, too, that might lead up to this, is you get more people who are basically unpersoned out there. They have nothing to live for. They can't have a regular job. And let's say you find some leader who forms a right-wing militia, promising them that they can go back to life before they end up getting unpersoned. You know how many people you could go and get? Like, right now, it's not that many, but you start seeing these left-wing organizations grow in stature. You know, at that point, you're going to have all these men, mostly men, who have no prospects for a job based on, you know, stupid shit they said. They have nothing to lose. And that's that's really a recipe for disaster when you have a bunch of men with nothing to lose. Yeah. They have a leader who will direct them to go and take action. That's I feel that's one way this could also break down. But I think more likely, you know, like that jogger guy, something like that, like a Trayvon Martin style event could end up taking place. And, you know, people get all upset. And then, you know, like, honestly, during that time, surprised we didn't have like an armed outbreak somewhere like when when Black Lives Matter was at their peak. We saw like Trayvon Martin, all that other stuff, because there was obviously tension there. But if we have another one like this, but like, you know, we get more of these sort of events and the media keeps putting it on blast. And then they have a protest and there's a counter protest. And I think that that could potentially be a sparking off point. Well, but... here's something actually to jump on that, that I think maybe, you know, you maybe thought about this too. Does the left, or at least like the George Soros types, the people in Pat, like the real people pulling the strings here, do they want a civil war? And that's no, why they push things like Black Lives Matter. George Soros does not want a civil war. 
why, what do you have to gain? He already has a lot of power right now. Whenever you have civil war, you have disruption. That means that the people on the top, they're not going to be at the top anymore for the most part. The people who want a civil war are the people who aren't at the top. They're the disaffected nobles. You know, like the people who, you know, they might have some power, but they aren't at the top. You have the people who want to rise. There'll be a whole group of them. So George Soros, he's already at the top. He does not want a civil war, but you might have you know, some other person who's like, who might be in the middle or might be, or might be outcasted. Maybe like those are the people that you have to watch out for. Those are the people that have something to gain. People at the top have nothing to gain. They want to maintain power. People at the bottom and people at the middle, especially. Cause like, I think that was, um, who was that? Rules for radicals. I think the people at the bottom, they're the ones, you know, they don't have the power to do anything, but they benefit the most. The people in the middle, they're the ones you need to get focus on because mm -hmm. they have the power and the means. The people at the top, you know, they have the power to go and try their best to maintain their place. But once the bottom and the middle unite, they can take down the top. Oh, I am probably butchering that. No, I, I, th I think you basically summed that up pretty well. I want to mention something else when we're talking about people getting banned. Uh, Pete Hegseth, I can't pronounce his name too well. He's a guy that's on Fox News a lot. I think he served in the army or something. And uh, yeah, he's on Fox and Friends as a co-host. That's what it was. And it makes us a bigger deal, actually. Army veteran, yeah, that's what I thought. So Fox and Friends co-host tweets out. He retweets one of President Trump's tweets where Trump tweeted out this video of Michelle Malkin talking about big tech censorship. So Pete retweets it and says, Laura Loomer is the most banned woman in the country, and she's running to be at real Donald Trump's congresswoman in Florida 21. These leftist companies have also banned her campaign uh, from having access to social media, but she's still outraising her dem opponent, which is very true. This got 12,000 likes, 5,000 retweets, and one of the people that retweeted was Kimberly Guilfoyle, who is Don Jr.'s girlfriend who is um, very close to the president. But to me, this is some exciting stuff right here. It may seem like a simple tweet, but I think the Trump people, I think they're noticing her, and I think they'll help her out. I bet there will be an endorsement. When I see an endorsement by Trump to Laura Loomer, that will just break the internet and just be the best thing ever. She could pull this off, and this is where we start really getting some fireworks happening in Congress. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I kind of like that talk of that so war shit. We should go and fucking, what was it? Do like a fucking simulation. How's the, how this yeah. shit break out? <laughs> so yeah. war simulation. So war simulator. Because, like, honestly, like, you know, it's probably unlikely right now. But at some point, you know, shit's going to Yeah. possibility like i i feel like it like like it's likely likely not gonna happen but i can't discount it either like there's just too much shit going on in the world and it's like and it just seems like it's getting worse yeah i mean the last time we had a civil war was like what like 150 years ago something like that you know, it's it's been it's been a long. If we do, if we do go into a civil war, it like the death toll will definitely surpass 
the last Civil War. Ooh, I don't know about that. That was a yeah. That was a pretty big death toll. What was it? Six? Anywhere? It, like like they didn't get an exact count, mm. but it was somewhere between six hundred thousand and a million. Oh yeah, it'll be way more than that. It'll, it'll be it'll surpass it. Look, I'm thinking if it goes on to a full fledged Civil War, like you know, we're t- like if it, it depends, like. Will society as a whole break down? If so, then, you know, we're probably talking 10 to 15% of the population over here. Well, I was going to say, this all, a lot of the numbers that we're throwing around depend on what type of civil war. Because warfare wasn't yeah. fought, it, or is not fought, the same way it was during the last one. And but I don't think was, it ever will that be. Was like, but, but think about that, too. Like, that, that last civil war, I think that was like, what, what, what was the percentage percentage i think it was it was close to like 10 percent like of the population mm, yeah but it was also a much was smaller country like, then yeah but but i'm saying look 10 percent, 10 percent of this country yikes yikes well, yeah and that depends too like we we are so interconnected today i think a foreign power would probably be involved at some point too and if that happened uh-huh. You know, and we kind of well, well, nuclear, well, well, a foreign power won't get in until after. No, no, we might ask, like the government might ask for help. No, no way, no way, a foreign power comes in and fucking intervenes. Oh well, I think they'll after. No, I think they will after. Then they'll pick up the scraps. Well, look at what America does when there's civil wars and. Africa or South America, there's any sort of conflicts, we always intervene, but quietly, you know, and that's what I think could happen is China kind of quietly does something. I mean, I don't know how it would be, you know, but I would think there'd definitely be foreign influence and meddling and planes one side or the other for their advantage, but I don't think they would like send troops over. I mean, and keep in mind, we also live in a time of drones uh, soon 5g ai mm-hmm. a bunch of other shit like i even if to, again i don't even know if how much of the a, a second civil war would actually be physical there would be a a cyber or a resource you know resource killing like element to it or a pandemic bioweapon element i just mm-hmm. like, I, like i said this whole that's why i don't I don't know, this whole idea of a second civil war just seems kind of silly to me, especially when you consider how different warfare is. Like, it, again, it probably wouldn't even be a civil war, like a full-on one, and the government would clamp down think, on it quickly. Yeah, but, but, but we're, also, we're also thinking that a, this, a civil war is going to be like the civil war in the 1800s or whatever. Yeah. It's like, no, the format it would be completely different. Yeah. But I think the 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 enemy would still would be you know the enemy would still be there and i think the death holes would be there too and that you um yeah i i think it would i i absolutely believe if we ever get into another civil war it would be yeah we we would absolutely surpass the last civil war as far as death toll now here, here's sort of my prediction for that. You know, it's going to start out where there will be some disaffected like militia group or something in some like you know bullshit state like Alabama or something like that, going around small counties, blowing up infrastructure like you know radio towers, shit like that, mm-hmm. and they'll start spreading from there. And then they'll they'll basically the only way they can really work it out is if you have a bunch of like guerrilla forces destroying infrastructure. 
because without infrastructure, you can't have your 5G, you can't have your internet. Like that will just say, and like a lot of our troops, I imagine they're probably reliant on, you know, sort of piece of technology. You know, a lot of our defenses would probably rely on, you know, having internet connection, having like 5G, having all these other things. And it's not that hard to blow up things, you know, it's a lot, of, it's a lot harder to go and build things and to blow it up. Yeah. And that's what they'll probably do. And then eventually, you know, they might start getting some states on their side. And that's the point where it starts looking more like a regular war. And that's the point when the death toll really starts to go up. Because before then, it'll just be a bunch of, it'll be like the war in Iraq. But once there's like a tipping point, and then they can start like, you know, they start getting the state government's forces, you know, maybe they even get nuclear weapons. That's when you start to go and see it turn into a different beast altogether. And that's probably the point that you start to see intervention, like probably first. They'll probably go to the EU, the European Union for help, or you know maybe Britain, and then after that, you know the one side will probably ask for help from them. The other side, probably either Russia or China, and that's when you'll start to go and see the death toll start to rise. That's when you'll start to see foreign troops come in over here, and the end result of that, I think, I I don't know after that point happens if the United States will be able to come all together again. I think there would be a split into multiple different countries, you know, and how that would split, I don't know. It probably won't just be a North and South split. You might see four different countries, like the Northeast sort of section. You might see like West, you know, Middle America might just form its its own thing or might be like half and half go with the other two, but it'll be a different America at that point. And it would be very interesting kind of go and see how we would go from there because i feel like one of the countries would be a lot more like a european nation or like canada or something the other country would probably be you know more like a libertarian sort of you know situation at least for the time being maybe it would be influenced by china or russia or you know the eu i don't know it depends on how this really breaks down but it's very likely we could see two different countries break out from over this. And, you know, maybe maybe Canada will go and snag up, like, Maine or something. I don't know. You know, it would be... And I bet they'd probably be involved at some point, too, because they have a stake in this if there's nuclear arms involved. And I think Mexico would be involved as well. I don't know. How I don't much know. I think, like, I think no. something really crazy with it. First of all, really crazy would have to happen to the, for this to even happen and then for other countries to get involved like to that degree it'd be have to be really crazy where their interests are a threat or there are big opportunities Nuclear weapons absolutely like it's like mexico you know if there's a if major fighting takes place in texas you know the cartels will probably be involved one way or the other you know and then mm. mexico 40s will probably like they, there would be involvement there in Canada. You know, if there's fighting in, like, the northern states, you know, that's going to be in their interest to go and, you know, aid whoever's going to stop that shit because to go and make money, there'd probably be weapons smuggling across the borders. I mean, we already have an issue with it. Well, they already have an issue with that right now. And if there's, like, fighting over there, you know, there would be a lot more at stake because you'd probably see guns going to one side and, like, money or, you know, possibly military equipment out going to the other the thing is is like to get back to the origins of this like what would cause enough people who have a lot to lose their jobs their family their houses or everything 
to start fighting a civil war. Well, you have a couple different potential, you know, sparks. You know, it could be people who are already unpersoned, have nothing to lose, enough people, and they would have to be at a point when there is enough of these people who... But you would need, like, millions of people like that, and there's not even close to that number. Like, when an average person loses their Twitter, they may make another one or just, like, not care. I mean, that's never going to really happen unless it's... Unless these tech companies become so oppressive and Orwellian that they are just outright banning every single conservative that comes on their platform. And even then, it would just be people getting mad mad tech companies protesting and then something changes. If nothing changes, they might, you know, they might not. Like, it might not be just being delete off of Twitter, delete off of Facebook. Like, at some point in the future, might be having a Twitter or Facebook. That might be a difference between having or not having a job. Or, like, let's say, you know, they have so much dirt on them, you know, like, employers don't want to deal with them. And if you have enough people, like, and you don't need that much people either. You probably need to have, like, maybe one or two, maybe 5,000 people, you know, especially if they, and then they'll go and start to move over to one particular area. They say, hey, we can't find any meaningful jobs because I did this or that. I'm effectively unpersoned. Then might go and start a community over here. And then if they had, like, the Waco event, that could be potential to spark it off with other disaffected people. Well, I think I, what I think would actually be more likely is if there was some mass data collection that people didn't know about and these tech companies were maybe controlling people. Well, see even that. I, I just don't, I, I still don't see a believable path to this, actually. No, there is a number of events that could lead to it. Like, I, I think if you get enough to this people that can't find a job they will obviously do that's one way because mm, they have nothing if, to lose well if you can't find a job that's the best move there is you don't need a lot of people to really start a civil war yeah but we have social safety nets like food stamps unemployment i you know that keeps people pretty happy yeah. wait until that goes away well how would it go away we don't have money or well we you- don't we're like how many trillions in debt <laughs> we keep inflating the money where you're you can't really even live off of this like right now if you want to live off of food stamps and stuff it's hard enough already you know after all this stuff and when inflation starts to really hit you might not be able to live off that yeah but we even have supply shortages now no civil war i mean you would have to physically lose like not be able to get food or something i think the only thing that could even come close to causing this is a million times worse pandemic you know, maybe a legit bioweapon, I don't know, that people are dying and they can't get food, there is no food, and people are fighting over, they're getting selfish, they're getting, like, cavemen. That's the only kind of way I see it, is if it, if it sort of strips us down to more animals or just surviving for ourselves. And that's just kind of more, I don't even know if that's a civil war, there's not even sides, unless it's, like, the people versus the government. And maybe the government handles it terribly, or maybe the government... Actually, maybe that's the one thing is like, and then well, China's kind of already got this under control, maybe for now, is if our own government let out a virus that was a million times worse than Corona, then you might see something. It's going to be like the virus itself isn't going to be the thing that makes us do it. It's going to be the, you know, our reaction to the virus, the state governments. Like we're seeing it right now in Michigan. If we have a major event go off there, you could see militia groups 
across that state start to declare a guerrilla war against the state government. Then they have to get National Guard involved. Then other states would probably institute draconian measures. Maybe they want to go and take all the guns. And then you start seeing militia groups go across there. And the reaction to these events will directly spark this could could directly spark a civil war. About Maybe I just I mean there's the themselves probably won't, but it's a reaction to these events that could start a civil war. Because right now, I mean, people are already like there's an animosity between the two parties that there hasn't been i don't think since like really the other civil war like where people are so morally abhorrent to the one party to the other and if it keeps going that way you know it's it could start intensifying like if we have another round of antifa assaults on places that could potentially lead off but i think right now the biggest threat is government's reaction to coronavirus mm-hmm. you know, once we start to see real food shortages, like right now we haven't really had too much to worry about. Like you can still buy everything for the most part, like all the essentials, food, water, you know, pretty much everything else. But if we start to see that breakdown and then it's seeing as, oh, hey, the state is stopping people from working and you're going to see protests, people are going to start bringing guns to the protests, you know, as we've already seen sooner or later, Maybe a police officer tries to arrest someone. Someone says no. Someone with a gun says, hey, police officer, take that off him. The police officer raises his gun. Somebody shoots. There, you know, that's a shot heard around the states at that point. Someone shoots back, and then you start to see a whole lot of shooting going on. Maybe, yeah. Spread. Maybe, but... I don't know. Like I said, it would have to get really, really bad. Like we're in unprecedented times. Yeah, but we're still fine. Yeah. Right now, but look at what's happening in Michigan. They had to go cancel legislative sessions because of protesters with guns. Yeah, but look, nothing's gonna happen in Michigan unless like something goes wrong, maybe. But it would be a small skirmish, a small like. I don't want to say a Boston Massacre is a bad example to draw from, but yeah, it, like a little... That, that's a perfect example. Like, look at how small that was. There's like six people got killed in Boston, and guess what that started? Because of savvy propaganda by our founders. Yes, and you know how hard it... Like, we have so much propaganda tools these days. Well, you know? the other thing, too, was back then, they kind of believed a lot of that from what our founders were saying, and it was kind of easier to for lack of a better term, manipulate people, whereas now we can fact-check stuff online, look shit up, you know. I don't know about that, man. I don't know how much I trust that. People people believe that, like, look at the fucking anti-vaxxer and the, like, ant- or the flat earth theories. Like, people, and that's a lot of people between those two groups. No, those yeah. people are pretty... Dumb, the flat earthers. Yeah, those are extreme, like, weirdos. Those are, like, they're even, like, less... Of, they're more libertarians than those people. I, I know, but there's still, like... There's probably thousands of those. Like, I, there's probably tens of thousands, honestly. There's probably, like, 25,000 people in the U.S. alone to believe in stupid shit. That's, like, like nothing. I mean, look, how many libertarians yeah, have you... <laughs> I didn't understand more of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let, oh, go ahead. And he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna change subjects. What were you gonna say? Could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, look how many people actually fought in the Revolutionary War versus the actual population. It's like I think between one and ten percent. Yeah, but you know, we were the whole country against them to go and start a major war like that. But that's very different times with very different warfare. Well, yeah, like they didn't have the same guerrilla tactics that we do now. Like, there's so much things you can do. Like, it's so easy. You could get like a fucking drone from Walmart. You can like look up guides on the internet how to go and make you know rig it with explosives. You know, it, like look look what's going on in Iraq. They are there's we still couldn't get rid of the like the terrorists out there after like what twenty years, and those aren't even that. This isn't even our own soil. Like on our own soil, people who've lived these lands, you know, I think it'd be much worse than that, and we could end up being drawn out to that conflict. And it's one thing to be invading another country and like, you know, killing people of that country. But if you, you, you have soldiers out here and you say, hey, you know, see that guy, he's your brother. You have to go and, you know, kill him. You're going to have people defect because of that. And, you know, we don't have that right now anywhere near the extent that you want a civil war. Because it's one thing to go and say, hey, kill these like people, this weird culture that we don't understand. But if it's your own culture... If it's your own town, you know, it's a little bit different. And then, you know, people over here, you know, we have access to things that they don't over there. You know, a lot of these people, they do have, you know, relatively modern weapons. They have vehicles that, you know, they could go and rig. They have computers, which they could go and use to commit cyber warfare. Like there's a whole lot of additional things that make a, a, a war over here a lot more tricky. Like, I think I read, there was, like, something on 4chan a while ago. You know, it's 4chan, so, you know, kind of take that as you will. But, like, apparently there's somebody who ran, like, a uh, like a simulation, like, of a civil war in the U.S. and who would win. And, like, honestly, I think it was, like, 50-50, and they did it, like, 10 times. You know, it's... Well, who's who? Like, who is who? Is like, the, the government versus, you know, they had very simulations. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. Oh, I don't like, think people would stand a chance. Well... No, they would. But like, well, no, I don't think the people in the government would stand a chance because this is a point I think Scott Adams has brought up. It's a very good one: is that the government has all the firepower they can. Yes, but you just have to kidnap a few important people's families. That ends it, because they'll they'll work out something. Because they're not gonna let their families die unless they're that cold-hearted and they don't give a shit. But you could really. That would be something that would happen maybe over however long a standoff happens. It would be a standoff, and you get what you want in the end. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like it, – it's it's hard to go and say it can't happen because it's happened before. And, like, honestly, in terms of how long democracies last, like, we've – you know, we're starting to get to that point, you know, the uncharted territory before. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I mean, I, I am saying it's going to happen at some point, but I'm not saying it's going to happen now. You know, it, it's it's like believing in aliens. You know, it's foolish to believe that there isn't some other intel. Like, it's not gonna ha that there isn't some intelligent life somewhere at some point. You know, it's hard to go and say at some point in the future we're not gonna have some sort of major conflict break mm -hmm. And I think the more people grow apart, the more likely it becomes. And I don't see people like there isn't really. Any, I would have thought that COVID would have brought more people together than anything, but it's not. You know, you have people out there who believe. You know, that we should lock down for the next year and basically sit around and do nothing but play video games and, like, <laughs> have sex. 
And then you have the other half you believe we should open up right now and, you know, fuck grandpa. Well, I think the reason it's not bringing people together is simply because this is a time where people are going to be extremely selfish. It's survival. You know, you go to the grocery store and shelves are wiped out and you see that one piece of meat left. You're going to go running for it. You're not going to be nice, but oh, you can have it. You know, people are, getting, are very in a, in a very survivalist instinct right now. And that's what drives people a little crazy right now or a little more extreme than they normally would be, which is why some sort of conflict, I wouldn't even go as far to call a civil war, is only possible if you have nothing to lose and you have to, like, go um, do what it takes to survive. And you don't you don't think that would happen in a big city? Well, a whole lot of people, whole not not a whole lot of resources, not a whole lot of food, not a whole lot. Of I mean, that's how New York is right that, now. And like I'm telling, well, yeah, if something like that happens, like if we go into like a civil war or something like that, New York and Washington D.C. are fucked. But keep in mind, the people oh. in those cities are very left wing, and I don't even think there's a lot of guns lives there and there's a bunch of military so i don't know how that would play out but new york what'd you say i didn't hear any of that i would say new york city would be fucked but i don't know about dc due to the military industrial complex being nearby yeah but the thing is these cities are mostly the people who live there are mostly like left-wing people like do you see any protests happening in new york no you're seeing them in michigan you're seeing them in blue collar areas for now for now yes but these people i mean Maybe they could get other weapons, but they don't have guns. Uh, are you sure about that? I mean, the gangbangers do, but I'm talking about the average person. Uh, well, yeah, the average person, but you don't need that many people to really spark something. Maybe, yeah, you but you all, but those, like, the average person isn't going to want violence, and they're probably going to call for more government control to calm things down. We don't need that many people to go and really start something. Like that, that's the thing. Like there wasn't that many people involved in the Boston massacre or the or the fucking Tea Party. Yeah, but you but know? but the difference with that was there was a lot of sentiment against the British building for years. You could say there's a lot of sentiment right now, like especially towards the government. Like even the leftists, like they hate Donald Trump, and that's been building for years as well. They hate Republicans. They hate this. They hate that. Everyone hates something. Republicans hate the Democrats. The Democrats hate Trump. You know. Yeah. It's, it's and I think look, it's gonna be fine unless there's like no food, no health care, no vaccine, no treatments. Like again, you'd have to have literally nothing for something to happen, really, to to for it to be more likely to happen. But right now, we're fine. Right now, yeah, but. It's not going to be a right now thing. It's going to be, you know, maybe three months from now, where are we going to be? Are we still? Well, I think we're going to be way better in three months because even if a second wave hits, it's not going to be as bad. Like things are opening up. Like Trump has ordered uh, uh, meat packaging places to start making more meat. We're going to be fine. It's just. Virus itself was was what's bad. Like the virus kills like what, like ninety one percent of the people. Well, that's what we think. We really don't know. 
Well, like, look how many pneumonia deaths have occurred after this. Like, yeah, but we have a cure for pneumonia, or at least well, a treatment. Yeah, less pneumonia deaths right now, like significantly less. So you you know some of those being counted as COVID nineteen. Yeah, and they've been adjusting some of those numbers, but we would have way more deaths if we didn't shut down too. I mean, way more deaths might be like, and like look at PA. It's like eighty percent came from like like old people and or nursing homes. Like you know, it's something where you know is the reaction fitting what we got over here. And but we've also seen it kill some young people too, and that's what's concerning too. There's always outliers, you know. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, the quarantine, the quarantine was meant. To separate everybody and re and basically reorganize reorganize the health structure, right? Well, well they didn't want hospitals overflowing. Yeah, right. That and that's that's what. But like, it wasn't meant to really find a cure or find a vaccine or whatever. It was to be a, flatten the curve and make sure that like that we get to a point where hospitals are able to handle whatever, you know whatever bump in cases and deaths come right um but now that we've now that the curve has flattened now it's time to get back like it's time to get back to work it's time to get back and reopen this fucking thing and i mean that's it. I mean, that, that's really it. I mean, we're we're doing we're doing everything that we can, but there's no like the fucking three the the three trillion dollar stimulus bullshit. <laughs> nah, no thanks. The, what they call it, heroes or some some sort the of silly act. Fuck you. <laughs> there's gonna be people out here who made so much money during this that they you know they may have not have had a real good job beforehand, but like now they're making like six hundred dollars a week plus like your regular unemployment, you know, like they're not going to want to go back to work. No. And you could see that potentially playing to that. You get these people who are like, Oh, you know, I was doing great over here. I didn't have to go and pay my student loans. And they're going to want to keep these things afterward. Yeah. And they yeah. see huge protests about that. Cause you know, you're people are on that. Like fucking gold, like for a long ass time, they just take you away. Know, so get back to work, and now you know if you made as much as you previously made, it's not worth as much because inflation. Yeah. So they're gonna be pissed off too, and that could create a whole set of disaffected people. And I don't know if you'd see so war break out from that, but you would see massive protests, and mm-hmm. then you might see the government start to go and like take action against these people, and you know you could have a incident breakout over there and you know antifa might start rising up because you start seeing these groups and like it creates this cascading like these events themselves probably won't spark a civil war but they create structures that allow the civil war to come back because then you'll see more communists openly in the streets more antifa you know more of that sort of thing and that's where the danger comes yeah um what about the what do you think about the World Health Organization and uh, the decision to cut the funding? Good. Well, I think what's happening now is that I heard I don't know if it actually happened, but I think Trump signed some letter that said 
the U.S. would consider rejoining mm -hmm. as long as China paid up and paid more than what they were doing, like a lot more. Well, here's what here's what I'm thinking. So, and this might be some uh, this might be some next level chess that Trump <laughs> has been uh, so good at. Um, so recently, uh, India won a or won a seat at the chair as the chairperson of the World Health Assembly um, for the World Health Organization. Uh, what if he is leveraging that money to not only uh, to to not only you know basically flip off China, but to actually recognize Taiwan in the World Health Organization? I think he would do a bunch of things if China has a multiple things. But, but I think there's multiple things at play here. But I think one of the main things is I think he's leveraging, he's using the money to leverage leverage the World Health Organization to not only buck China but to recognize Taiwan as a country. Because Wait, because yeah, what's up? I thought you said India was the one who got like the World Health Organization. Well, no, they 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 just recently got a seat as the chairperson for the World Health Assembly, but. Like the the I think the director general, the 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 one who's running that's the the dude with China ties. I, I think he's from Africa or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's the one that has China ties. Uh, but the uh, the chairperson of the World Health Assembly, uh, that he India that's going to be an Indian. And so between that and Trump's decision to buck the funding for the uh, world health organization until they get their shit together i think part of that part of that is to recognize taiwan as a country like as an actual cut country and a member of the world health organization because that's like huge i think trump taiwan, would do a lot of things to stick it to china um what's up? i think trump would do a lot of things to stick it to china and that's a way to do it but i don't know if that's what would actually happen i mean i don't know what the state of the who will be after so, this right well well the the thing is well i mean they you want you want to keep you want to keep the world health organization up because it is it does have a lot of importance it's just that right now we've got a lot of corruption up in the top we need to get rid of and now already already one of the uh one of the executive members recently stepped down too. Um, I forget what his name is. I think it, I want to say Spanish or something. It was like, yeah, anyway, in any case, I think one of the things they're trying to do is they're trying to get that director general to resign. Right. They're trying to get him to step down or they're trying to get, or they're trying to get the WHA to boot him out. One of the two. And they're and they're gonna to try to get tai, Taiwan. Like the Taiwan thing is big. Taiwan was like huge. The one Taiwan's huge for trade reasons, and two, um, they were huge in the in the response for COVID nineteen. Like they were huge. I wouldn't be surprised. I know that he was working with Taiwan, and they just uh, TSMC, which is a 
Taiwanese like semiconductor maker right. um like they make uh, the uh they think like Ryzen has them make the AMD has them make the chips for them like they announced mm. they're building a US facility like a few days ago yeah I'm wondering if this has something to do with that you know maybe he's trying well, to get, create a better partnership between US and Taiwan yeah. Well, that's part. I think that's part of it too. But you're you're gonna what they want, like they really like. There's a growing like around the world. There's a growing demand to put China and or not to put Taiwan in the World Health Organization because right right now they're only known as Chinese Taipei. That's that's it. That's that's what they're known as. And they obviously Taiwan's not fucking dealing that they don't even they don't even recognize they recognize taiwan as part of china like they taiwan does not want that at all they want to be recognized as taiwan their own independent country and yeah i think i think i think trump could pull it off yeah it'd be an interesting uh you know sort of event but that's like next level 40 chess right there and we have to go and see what happens, you know, with the World Health Organization in general. Because, like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if other countries started backing out after this whole debacle. Because they should have announced something quicker. Because I see people give Trump shit all the time. Like, oh, you know, he didn't handle this right. But, look, no other country really handled it, you know, much better. They all sort of had to deal with this shit or they ended up having huge amounts of infection. You know, for the amount of people that we had... If we took out New York City, you know, like your New York State, we would be close to like Germany's level of infections and probably better right now because they're going to get a major bout of reinfections. Well, the other thing too is the only, to be honest, the only valid metric you can point to to say whether Trump did a good job or bad job is, okay, we shut down the country. Why we shut down to flatten the curve so hospitals wouldn't be uh, over uh, flooded were they no they were not overwhelmed not a single one was overwhelmed in fact the u.s mercy the big ship in new york city was just turned away recently because they didn't need it which is great mm-hmm. we sent it up there because we were trying we were playing it safe we didn't need it we turned it back around bunch of hospitals are, or i don't want to say empty but they're they're not like Oh my God, we're going to run out of shit. Oh my God, we don't have enough space. That's not happening. Look, the New York's mess is 100% on, on Governor Cuomo. Yeah, he's 100% actually... 100% on Governor Cuomo. It's not because of lack of resources. They gave him, like Trump gave him everything he needed. Like everything he fucking needed. They signed orders. They rebuilt hosp- They rebuilt hotels and turned them into hospitals. They brought in a navy ship. They redid a navy ship and brought it up there. Like they, they, the lack of resources was not the problem. They had a plethora. They had a plethora of resources. It's just what the what Cuomo, Cuomo basically fucked up with the whole uh, nursing, mm-hmm. the nursing nursing house. That's what I was gonna mention. Like, yeah. I mean, it, that was his that was his fuck up, and now sure. he's paying the price. He fucked up with the schools because he he didn't close the schools until well nope. after that too, that too. And they also fucked up the schools, fucked up the nursing homes. They, That's they, all on him. 
they've had a homeless problem. They've had a homeless problem for like decades and they still haven't done anything to address that. And honestly, that's a big part of the issue too. And then, then having the MTA, like the, the fucking train over there is still like running, like on full, like I think they just recently started going like do mm-hmm. some stuff about that, but you know, that's where you, like a hundred and some odd MTA workers over there, they were yeah. fucked up because yeah. of the train, you know, the homeless people. They've been a huge problem. They've been shitting and defecating and fucking on the trains. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a huge problem. When you have homeless people, that's a huge contagion factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, New York hasn't done anything about that problem for really any, ever, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, why aren't they able to deal with that? Well, and the thing, too, is something else recently came out uh, in the Daily Caller. New York admits knowingly undercutting nursing home deaths after quietly changing reporting rules. They know they fucked up on this. And look, I was giving Cuomo credit where credit was due in the beginning because it seemed like he was doing a good job. He was being a great communicator, delivering great briefings. But now looking back, like a lot of things you're going to look back on and think could have, should have, would have, more of that bullshit. But the one thing I will say is I think when you see a left-wing guy like him being propped up by the media as this new darling that they love, you got to be a bit more suspicious, even in a well, pandemic. this is going to hurt. Like, this is going to hurt. Left. I, I have a feeling that this COVID shit is going to hurt the left. Like, it's going to hurt Democrats because, like, you're talking – Look! Look! All the all the states that are completely fucking up really are blue states. Well, not really, because you, you know, it hurts their internationalist perspective because that was hurts the big globalism. Thing yeah. Well, well that's well, the thing well, with I mean, the WHO. I I don't even know about. That's why I was being skeptical about the Taiwan thing because I bet they want to see at the table, but. I don't know what this the globalism is being smashed because of this. I mean, we've already had Brexit, and now after this. I don't. I I see so many people uh, are gonna ha- be have a major rejection of globalism after this. Like when Alex Jones goes off about oh, the globalists are doing this and they're fighting the globalists, like you're gonna see that sentiment, that sort of anti-globalist sentiment, really, really just sort of energize people that really weren't energized before. And that's what happened with Trump and Brexit. Is people that didn't give a shit before start giving a shit, and I. I mean, because this shit's affecting people, like unlike anything else before, especially yeah. with the sh- the shutdown. Because yeah. I am worried. I'll be honest. I'm worried some areas are going to be opening up too soon, and we're going to see a spike in cases. It's going to be well. Is well, it worth it? Be. Well, no. There's going to be a spike in cases no matter what. That's inevitable. That's like, true. You're, you're not going to stop it. You're not going to stop the jump. The only thing is, well, what are we doing? to handle the jump like do you have the research like look at florida look at florida look they're combating you know they're they're taking on the nursing homes and the elderly population and that's why they're doing as good of a job as they're doing versus well i think it's like also because Georgia too is is also doing really good with their reopening yeah. and i think it's because of to be honest that too but i think it's also they're in the south they're in the heat the uv rays they are probably i think the heat kills it you know like that's what was that 
was a UV rays, not the heat. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Like UV rays, he I kind of have them yeah. both in my mind, yeah. the same thing. But the sun, the sun, the sun's killing it. We that's why we're told to put packages out in the sun for a bit or anything that's been handled for a bit to kill the virus. I think in states where you get a lot of sunlight, a lot of UV rays, those states I think can comfortably ease into opening up. But I think in colder climates, you gotta be way more careful about opening up. And and the other thing too is, actually here's something else we can quickly talk about before we close is, Dr. Fauci. I, I gave him credit where credit was due in the beginning, but I'm not happy with him anymore. I am starting to get really indifferent on him because in that Senate testimony, which really was kind of nothing, some of the shit he says really makes me go, huh? What? Like, you're supposed to be the numbers data science dude, and I don't see any numbers data when you make these big spooky predictions like, oh, well, I guess we're going to have to wait for a cure. And like, Dave Portnoy from Barstool was going off on this like fantastically. He kind of cut through all the crap and like just hit straight on. And f- it just, I don't like it. If something about it feels wrong. I mean, I, I, if there's one thing I don't like, it's that he's, he's going in front of the mic too damn much. Like mm. he's going in front of the camera way too fucking much outside of, outside of being on the, at the White House room like i don't i don't like him going on like cnn and msnbc and even fox i really don't like i don't really don't like him going on those uh on those sites and like even sharing anything that could even resemble resistance and it's not like and 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 it's okay to be resistant i'm i'm not you know like even like having some reservations or whatever, but like, I don't like the idea of going on CNN or MSNBC and then voicing those opinions. Like you're like, you're meant to give, you're meant to run your particular department and you're meant to give, to advise the president. Like you're meant to advise the president and that's where you need to be. And Mm. I, I just I I think like he he did good but I think after a while it's like well I think I think he might be getting comfortable I think I think that might be what it is I think it, that he may be very well getting comfortable with his position maybe a little too comfortable well and here's the other thing too I think if anybody keep in front of the camera it's Dr. Burks because she seems to be able to communicate things better and more clearly mm-hmm. And again, I'm not, I don't want to play this game with Fauci because he does seem objective. He does. But again, the sort of the left is really propping this guy up. And I'm like, why? Why? Well, no, they, well, they want to create, I mean, ultimately they want to create division. Like if I, if like, like if you prop up, if you prop somebody up as like more of a superior figure than the leader then you're naturally going to cause you're naturally attempting to cause division like because it's like well no you don't you don't turn to fauci you turn to me i'm the fucking ruler here i'm i'm the you know i'm the president right you but if you're but if you're yeah but if you're propping up fauci who's basically 
the, I mean, essentially he's the, he's the next guy up as far as how to deal, like how to deal with this COVID thing. Like, you know, um, you're just naturally going to cause that. There's just naturally going to, there's a appearance of causing division and, you know, you, this is this is what this is what we have right now. Well, I think Fauci's also way too idealistically cautious. Like he doesn't want to open schools in the fall. He basically wants to wait for a cure before he really turn things I mean, back up. I don't up. even mind that. Like I don't even mind that. Uh, like him having that opinion. Like I would expect him to have that opinion, even as like a doctor or anything like that. They're always very cautious. Like that's that's kind of what they do. Well, but that's fine. I don't like I don't mm. like him going in front of CNN and MSNBC because it looks like he's undermining Donald Trump. Well, here's the thing. He looks like yeah. Well, that, that you kind of brought up, Sean. It's that this guy he he's a doctor. He's not an ec economist. He doesn't right. understand you know how economies work, or maybe he does, but to a, a low degree. That's not his primary concern. As a doctor, he's not going to give a shit, you know, about the monetary policy. He just wants to go and, you know, save people's lives or, like, reduce risk to an infinitesimal amount. He will spend so much money reducing risks that, you know, it's not worth it. And that's why you need to go and have a balancing act over there between someone like Donald Trump, who, you know, puts, you know, who wants to come make America great again, help the business, help the economy, or, like, maybe even another ec economist. And then you have Fauci. Like, you yeah, can't... I I know. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. And that's what I've been saying. And I still believe that. But the issue is, this is what I've noticed recently. And this is where I'm trying to get to is that he says this stuff without backing it up with the data and science, which is what he's always been sort of a, supposed to be about. And that's my issue is like, I, I would, I would be, have no issue with what he's saying if he immediately backed it up with some data and science, and I just don't see it. He just sort of makes these predictions off of nothing. And I'm not saying he isn't, but what I want to see is something to back it up. Well, I think, too, you might have a case of Icarus flying too close to the sun. You know, he's in the limelight now. He's, you know, he, he's probably the first time that he's really had any sort of, like, national yeah. shape in his life. You know, and I can imagine that now he's starting to get to that point where he thinks that, you know, he can basically say whatever the hell he wants. He sees people who hate Trump love him, and people who even like Trump are like, okay, he's not that. Like, he seems probably one of the most liked people in the country right now. Yeah. Mm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, this, this is like, it's one of those things, like, just, like, I, it, it's almost like a, look, you you got you got to you got to reel it in. You got to take a step back, and look. Trump's the guy, right? It all like that's why sixty plus million people voted for him, right? He, they they voted for him to make these decisions, like and I, I like I expect like like Do Dr. Fauci's saying stuff that I kind of expect him to say. Yeah, I just don't like the environment in which he's saying it in, like. Because it looks like he's undermining the president, and he and seems no to go on. To me, those... that's a no go. Yeah. Well, I, I I want him to be on all 
the networks because it gives a impression of fairness and talking to all Americans. But it feels like he goes on CNN way more than he goes on Fox. I mean, he probably is a little yeah. Let's let's be real over yeah. here. Honestly, I feel that they need to go and get some. I, I think the time for Fauci, you know, his spot in the limelight. You know, the curve has been flattened. We need to get an economist up here. Who knows what the fuck they're doing? That's more important right now because until the hospitals are getting overwhelmed, you know, what's the point? Well, because that's the thing is like it feels like he's changing the goalposts. It's oh, we just got flattened the yeah. curve. Now it's like oh, we need to wait yeah. for a cure. I'm like. Wait, which is it? Like again, this is where I have to say his his communication with Trump in the beginning I think was perfectly fine. It was looking at an issue in different perspectives, and that's perfect. But now it sounds like he's either getting too much into something or he's changing his mind. And again, it's not clear. It's confusing. You need data to back this up and you can't be changing the goalposts. That's that's all I can say on that. <laughs> Because I, I root for him. That's the thing. I do root for him. I want to make that clear. It's just... He changes the goalpost. You know, why, what's the point? You know, if we already if you already achieved the goal, why is he even up there anymore? He probably wants yeah. to go and keep himself alive. Yeah, that's, that, that's a good point. It's possible, yeah. And that's where I'm... That's why I have to be a little bit sort of skeptical and I guess maybe call it critical right now because I... You know, and I know Trump's kind of transitioning more to the reopening team, which is good, so... It just, it just, it feels like a sort of rough transition, maybe. And I don't think that's Trump's fault. Like I said, it's kind of, I don't want to even blame on Fauci, but it's like, well, the, you're, you you've know. got the Democrats. They're, they're looking to make this thing. Like, I think they're looking to destroy this shit. Like, I, I just, I feel like, look, you got Nancy, you got Nancy Pelosi that was pushing this three trillion dollar fucking stimulus. Like, what the fuck is it? Like. You you know the amount of sh- bullshit that's in this fucking thing. It's probably like, a lot. There's nothing. It's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> like there's like there's a, there she's and this this is another thing I really fucking hate about law lawmakers. Like they they want to pass this bill and they want to just they they got the stuff in there that that you need. Like you got the the you know the stimulus checks for the people. You got the you know all this stuff the stuff that you know it's like okay I could kind of get behind. And then they pile in yeah. all this other bullshit. Just just tons of bullshit. Like yeah, because they want to stuff they normally couldn't get through. They can get through now because if you vote against this, well, you're evil. You're you don't care about people dying from coronavirus. Like, how could you vote against this? That's how they'll frame it. You know, it's it's well, it's the only things they should have is like more fucking loans to companies. Yeah. Well, they need. I I think they need. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with you, Alex. And I'm like, okay. I think they need to give like they need to like in either this one or some sort of bill later on they need to, to have a something where they set up small business setup like yeah you know, like loans to re reset up the you know the, the businesses that were lost or if somebody wants to start a new business like like make it like much much easier for them because mm-hmm. like that's how that's how you bounce this thing back like the sba the small business assistance loans yeah. they have that right now that was in the last one they should go and put more money to go and fund that yeah and they should also give direct assistance to people who had it had been impacted negatively 
recently by this who lost their right. job. And maybe even yeah. like college grads who like Pete, like, you know, why, I mean, I, as much as I'd love to get free money and I, I do, I, that $1,200 check was nice. I don't need it. Yes, I am. That's paying them. Don't need it. Give it to people who actually need the job. It's like, yeah. for people who don't, why are we giving money to people who don't need money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, don't give it to everyone. Don't give it to illegal aliens. Don't give it to people who are already making money. Give yeah. it to people who need to make money and only do it to them and vet them. You know, we, yeah. as, as nice as it is just to you know, give people their fucking loaf of bread, it's going to hurt you in the long run because then you're going to expect this every year. Uh-huh. And that's going to cause inflation to sky rise. If they just yeah. went to the things that people needed, it would be not probably not even a trillion dollars. Maybe it would be. I don't know. But they're counting on it, though. Yeah, like Democrats are counting on it. Like that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're wanting to sandbag this economy and make you totally dependent on the government. That's the whole well, fucking point. The the big thing is, and this is why I have like sort of complicated feelings about when the right time to reopen is because I know these left wing people in power, these real dirty people. Maybe some of them have a tiny part of them that wants to keep it locked down because they think it's the right thing to do but what they really really want is to tank the economy to fuck trump Mm -hmm. that's really what they want because they know it's the one thing he has that is universally known as good is that the economy is good under trump that's like that's a fact now it won't be long like it won't be long like once he starts reopening this economy Mm -hmm. look he uh, look, I, hey, when when Trump Trump said he's like, look, I did this once, I could do it again. We're gonna do this, even, like, and I'm like, I believe him. I believe him. I'm like, look, I'm I'm behind this. Let's get this thing up and humming again, like. And that's a great um, campaign, you know, message because who should you pick? The guy that already made the economy amazing, or somebody that who knows what they're gonna do. He doesn't even know where he is. He doesn't know what interview he's on or what channel he's on. Who are you going to pick? The guy that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. The guy that knows what the fuck he's doing and already proved it. That's such a powerful position to be in. Or you could pick the third party, who the fuck ever option, with the boot on his head. Well, you know they're not fucking going to work. Yeah. But, like, here's the thing with all this. You know, I think this is a trial run for fucking socialism basically like look at what they're doing you know you're getting like this twelve hundred dollar do whatever the fuck you want that money you know you're basically given like amounts of unemployment that are unreasonable like for the for a lot of people like you're making more money now from unemployment than you ever were you know there's there's fucking line like you're there's rationing of certain foods like the democrats mm. probably love this this is like their wet dreams and during a republic they loved it they loved it when bush they loved it when bush did it like he, the Bush did, the, Bush did the fucking stimulus too when he had those wars and and cut and cut taxes at the same time. Like he really, yeah. And then he he started giving away fucking hundreds of hundreds of dollars per person. Like that he did the same shit. But like, but the, but like Trump when Trump did it, it was actually because there was a global fucking pandemic. Yeah. It was like, there's kind of justified. Yeah. Bush, Bush just did it. Cause well, whatever. Yeah. Like you have to do it, but like, honestly, I would have preferred just like some form of unemployment, like a federal unemployment where if you don't have a job, that's yeah. 
you would get a guaranteed thing while this shit lasts. You know, I think that would have been a fair thing. And if and if you were able-bodied and you weren't in college or something at the time, then you would be expected to go and like work to help solve the disaster. If I was mm-hmm. in charge of this, that's you know what I would have done because now you have people who feel like they're going to be entitled to this. And you know, I'm kind of concerned too because like. Honestly, like there, there's some people who've been really fucked by this too. Because if you like lost your job and for some reason you didn't qualify for your state unemployment or whatever, and you had to go and pay for a house, like six hundred dollars, you know that might not, that might, that's not much for a fucking house. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, you could go delay getting evicted, but I feel like they're gonna have to go and offer something to go and like, I don't know, like do something for the housing well, market. You're seeing so, some Democrats propose a bunch of things like guaranteed um a paycheck guarantee uh trying to get pushed through they're trying to cancel rents and not just rent because it's mortgages that honestly are bigger because yeah. you know someone has I mean, their own house that they rent i mean there's the, i mean that's a legit my that's a le, that's a legit worry i get that but like i don't i don't know how i would look at it i'm like mm. i'm like on the fence with that one like i'm on the fence because it's like well i i would love there to be like a rent relief but how do you fucking pull that off yeah like, how really do you pull that off without like fucking over someone right um well because i mean they canceled all student debt that was federal you know they i think they did something where they like delayed the federal mortgages but there's not as many federal yeah. As there are like federal student loan debt. Yeah. I mean, I'm still paying my fucking mortgage. I mean, thankfully, I still have my job, but if I didn't, yeah. I'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, what and- about what What about the fucking? I, what pissed me off was they were trying, they, they, Pelosi kept, or the Democrats kept pushing this mail in voting thing. Like, that really kind of got to me because, like, you know what they're trying to, they're trying to fuck up the election. They're trying to fuck up these elections. Well, like, to be fair, like Republicans are pushing that hard too. And, uh, and I, I, no, it, no, it, it's no. more Democrats. No, they, they, well, they're going to take advantage of that. They're trying to take advantage of that ballot harvesting. Although, although I don't think they can do. I don't think it's going to help them the same way this time as it did in 2018. Because at least now we see it coming. Well, like we didn't see it. the Republicans didn't see two, 2018 coming with the that because they, they they surprised a lot of these people with the ballot harvesting, and that's why they took a lot of those seats from California ended up getting the house back. But well, I don't think Katie Hill's district. I'll say that yeah, Garcia got flipped. Yeah. yeah, that was that was one of the ones that did the ballot harvesting. Oh, well, and that's why that's why Katie Hill won by like nine fucking points. Yeah, but now she lost. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that was something that was the thing I is think, wasn't that a Republican seat? That was originally a Republican seat, and then Katie Hill flipped it. Yes, but that was because but that was because of that fucking blood. They that, that it's cheating. Blatantly, it's the ballot harvesting is fucking cheating. It is like you could tell me that it's legal all you want, 
but it's fucking cheating. Like you're basically going to somebody's house and collecting their votes. Like you don't know mm. who the fuck is you don't know who the fuck is voting or signing those fucking forms or whatever. You don't know who's picking it up and vetting and vetting vetting the vote and making sure that they did actually vote who the who the hell they said they vote voted for. You don't know any of that shit. The, the, there's a whole bunch of dirty shit going on. You're uh, telling me that they won by that fucking much? Like, come on. Uh, the, the, there's some dirty shit going on that, the th- that year. The thing with the mail-in voting, though, is while Trump is kind of against it, and, I mean, I've been doing phone banking for a few weeks now, and there's a lot of people I, that from who I've talked to that are nervous about doing it and aren't doing it, but the campaign is pushing it because you got to get every vote you can because there's a lot of people that are too scared to vote well it's not going to work like i know i know pelosi's trying to push it push what she can but it's not going to work like like you're not gonna you're not gonna get away with that mail-in ballot ballot harvesting bullshit this time around wait are we talking well that's that's two different things What, what what's she pushing exactly just so i have a clear the mail-in, she wants to make the mail-in voting, like she wants to kind of make it all mail-in voting. Oh, see, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Do you see what happened in, in fucking Pittsburgh with the mail-in voting? No. Hold on, let me pull that up, because there is a big fucking issue with that. Yeah. Hold on. Fucking mining and fucking RuneScape, hold on. <laughs> You're gonna get you're you're gonna get like like the the Republicans are gonna get seats back from the House. It it will happen. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I I actually think the the question is, are they gonna take the House back? Like that's mm-hmm. they're going to gain seats. But will be enough. Get the house? I think they... I think I think there's a good chance. I think there's a good I chance. I think there is. I think there is too. But it's it's gonna be like you know it's going to be you you i think i think it's going to be a red wave but i think you know hold on cuz biden is really the just the energy simply isn't there and that's such well, a key factor well it's it's a lot of these a lot of these blue states are really fucking up hard that's going to hit them mm-hmm. like dude dude all the all that shit is going to hit them they're going to be like well what the fuck why the fuck are we voting for these blue people when they're not fucking like dude they did such a fuck up job no i'd rather i'll take my chances with i'll take my chances with a republican yeah well that's the thing is like this coronavirus is going to make or break the election in many ways like it's really gonna because it affects people. That's what really comes down to is what directly affects people. Dude, this is this is exactly what we were worrying about. Like this is with with the mail and mail in balloting, and this is what Trump was Trump was talking about this too on his interview with uh, Maria Bartiromo. Like he he was saying like, look, there's in some of these states, there's really no way to really like like vet it like from a you know, from the state level and, and a lot of it, like, like you open the door to all kinds of crooked shit. Well, see, the thing is, what is, you know, this kind of, will I guess kind of form anybody's pain out, but it is very, cause I did it for the primary cause I just don't see any point in going in and risking it. Cause, Oh gee, Trump's, Trump's really going to have a tough competition being the Republican nominee. 
Uh, so I just did nail him for the primary, and I'm gonna go but in person gonna, in general. But, but it's done like a mail. Yeah, I know, I know. But my po- that's not what my point was. My point was yeah. is that it is done like a basically an absentee ballot. It's like a sort of. It's very because I've done so many absentee ballots. It's very similar to it. So I'm gonna assume the system is done the same as that. But oh yeah, what? Did you look at that article yet? I posted. I pulled it right up. People getting duplicate ballots. Yeah, like yeah. see stuff like that. Yeah. That yeah. scares me. And they say it's a fucking printing issue. I don't believe that. No. Now, for one second, I I know how fucking corrupt Allegheny County is. Like my fucking <laughs> uncle used to work for them. Yeah. You know. There's a lot. There's a lot of bullshit going on. Like it, the, and you get a lot of that. You, there was like I know I know there was like a in Texas they had some some shit with like uh like manipulating the fucking vote voting rolls or something like that in Texas and getting rid of fucking getting rid of absentee ballots and shit like that. Like you you fucking, there's a lot of dirty shit that goes on, especially with like the mail and stuff. No, you like, well, like look at Florida, you know, like look at that during like the, like the hanging, whatever the fuck they call it. The hanging child. (laughs) Like the stuff dimpled child. like that, like that's <laughs> insane that that would happen. Yeah. And you know, and I'm sure with technology, it's going to get even worse. Well, that's well, why I think you know mandatory mail voting or like it being the only way is absolutely terrible. But what to me, I think what conservatives should be doing is encouraging to their voters: if you can do it in person, do it. But if you don't feel comfortable doing it, here's how you do mail in. Here's how you do it. I don't think we because I think I've heard from some people like discouraging just mail in period and that's a mistake because it's still a vote yeah but i mean my concern is you know who knows when they'll actually get those ballots yeah you know well, as long as you do it soon enough you get it but they struck it down where for some reason it came in late they weren't going to go and like count it well that is so, the rule like you have to if, have it turned in by a certain day who's to say you know you're going to be the one that suffers like, how much would that suck if your vote just didn't get counted? Oh, I know. But what I'm saying is you have to have it turned in. It's like an absentee ballot. you got to have it turned in by a certain day to the polling place or else, you know, it doesn't count. <laughs> your cap that came from Penn State. You know, I'm pretty sure they probably sent it off when it was supposed to be there, but you probably had, like, there was probably some fuck-up on the mail system's part. That is what worries me is if a lot of people are doing it because the mail is... I mean, I was just talking to my mail lady. They're short-staffed. Things aren't coming, being sorted quickly. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's why, again, that's what the problem I have. That's why you got to do things early. If you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, do it early. Don't wait till like, the deadline, you know? And you can also, here's the other thing, too. This is what I do like about the mail and voting, is you don't have to mail it. You can drive to your government building, pop in the box. That's what I did. Didn't even have to mail it. Save the stamp, and you can hand deliver it. That's where again, it's it's not as for a conservative voting. It's not that bad, but what it is bad is how the Democrats can abuse it. Mm-hmm. So if you can make it to the polls in person, great. If you want to do mail voting, well, you can mail it or you can drop it off there. Yeah. Whatever you want, it's not that bad. And I mean, that, that makes sense. Like if you have to, if you can't be there, then absolutely go mail in. But 
if you think there might be possibility you can, I, I would definitely try to do it. But and like they're making it as hard as possible over here to go and like go and like they're requiring that you bring your own fucking pen too. Like over where I'm at. Like, well, actually, I think it's a good thing because then you're not spreading shit on the pen everybody's using. I know, but if you're, you know, they they should provide like how much does it cost to go and buy a bunch of fucking shitty cheapo one? Yeah. Like you know, and then how much does it cost? And then they make you wear a mask too. Like they're they're making it hard for you to do it in person for a reason. Well, yeah, but it's also for some good reasons because that's going to be a lot of people going in, and my, frankly, my city, I wouldn't go in if people weren't wearing masks. My city has my my town, whatever the fuck it is, has like maybe two hundred and fifty people in there, and of those, probably a good portion already mail in voted. You know, how much does it cost to buy like a thousand like fucking pens? Maybe they won't get there in time. Maybe there's a pen shortage. I don't know. You know. <laughs> Like, how much does it cost for, like, a fucking mask? Yeah, but, yeah, but well, well, right there, like, even let's say you order from Amazon, you're not getting an Amazon shipment until, depending on what you order, months. You know, I, I like I'm saying, it's kind of complicated. For $5. Um, yeah, I'm saying you probably can, and if they can, that's great, but I would, if I was them, I would encourage people to bring their own pens and say, we have pens, but bring your own to them and then also get like a fucking bulk thing of masks because we only have like 250 people it would not yeah but we're gonna get the masks <laughs> huh? we're gonna get the masks let's go and check amazon i ordered masks months ago and they still haven't come let's go and see so i'm saying it's easier said than done depending on where you live depending on the supply yeah, levels going on months ago too what was that they knew this was going on months ago. Yeah, and people bought a bunch of masks, and I can't buy them. Can't buy hand sanitizer, for example, at the store. Like the wet wipes, can't get them. Probably not can get them for months. You can buy them. No. They have places you can buy them. No, from. there are no wipes. None. There's no Lysol wipes. For just a facial covering, let's see when the closest one will get here. May 20th. And, like, they could go and pay for express shipping. Let's see. A 15 count is $10 for basic face masks. So, I mean, if they spent, like, it would cost them less than $100 to go and ensure voting in person work. And you're telling me they can't afford that? I mean, if they can get it, great. But, you know, you also got to be careful that you're not buying up all the masks and nobody's using them. Today, They would have ordered... If they if they gave a shit, they would have ordered it like months like a month ago or two. But at the same time, you gotta be careful ordering them soon because what well, if somebody needs those masks and all these voting places buy it up and then people that do need masks can't get them right now. I think it's okay. Uh, not really. Them before out there, like they they can make they can ramp up production. Like that's not a problem right now. Mm, it's well, it's becoming not a problem, but it was a problem. Well, they didn't. They didn't really have enough people going to make him begin with. That, that's that's the thing. Like they, if they would have gave a shit, they would have done it. But they want to make it hard. Like, and, and you know, I'm not surprised by this. Like, I don't see how you can require people to have these extra things for voting, which is a which which is a not a human right, but is a right guaranteed by the Constitution. Yeah. Like honestly, I don't know how that's legal for them to require you to bring anything other than clothes, like basic clothing. 
especially when it would cost less than a hundred dollars to do it. Like, there's a reason why they're doing this. They want to encourage you to vote in the ballot because they can more easily manipulate that. They can see who you're registered for. Like, that's public information. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I see who you're registered for. Oh, you know, your 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 thing didn't get here in time. Oh, okay. You know, make sure a couple of them do, but no. It's just the way it works. Like, these people, they don't have morals. Some of them don't. Like, the people in charge, they're corrupt. It wouldn't surprise me if they did shit like this. Also, another thing with the mask I will add, too, is... Um, there's been a bunch of things, too, that say they'll be there at a certain date, and then don't come for a long time after. Yeah, but they could have... They could have paid for express shipping. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because things are considered express shipping aren't coming from much later. Like, there's a simple letter my grandmother's sending to my mom that was supposed to come days ago. She got, like, two-day mail thing and still hasn't come. That's what I'm saying is, like, the, the numbers, the, the dates, the projected dates that you're seeing on Amazon are really shot in the dark. That's when they're supposed to be there, but they might not be. The government, like, if they really wanted to, they could go and ask businesses for it, and they would probably yeah, give it to Yeah, they might be able to. I mean... They, could, they would definitely give it to the local government if they going to get a tax write-off for it. Absolutely. In the package, it wouldn't be a problem at all. And, they, and the government probably has a special, like, website they can order basic supplies like that from, too. Like, they're probably not using Amazon Prime. They probably have some special government one that'll get shit here, like, tomorrow. Because they can. You know, they're an essential service. Yeah. But they choose not to. And that's why they choose not to. That's sort of my question. Because well, and let's also keep in mind, we have many months ahead of us to Election Day. We have the rest well, of May. The 2nd of june if i'm not mistaken well yes that one yeah but but i'm talking about the the real one that really matters in november is quite a while away probably have a lot more mass everybody will probably have one i think everything's going to work out fine with the safety precautions but i think the ballot harvesting is where things can get very shady and there'll be probably some issues with the mail voting for sure it's to what degree and does it actually have a big enough degree that could change results. Yeah, that's a fair enough point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm very concerned. I thought ballot harvesting was determined by the Supreme Court to be illegal. I don't think so, but let me check that, actually. Because I, I didn't even know that what that was till I heard about that election in California. Oh, apparently Leafy's here made a new video. He did? Yeah. It's about some drama, maybe? Yeah, drama alert. <laughs> okay, well, the Supreme Court has not heard it. Um, let's see. Okay, this is complicated. As usual. Um... Supreme Court stayed on a Ninth Circuit Court ruling that overturned the ban in 2016. 
and a U.S. District Court judge upheld the ban in 2018. But that was for Arizona. And he's going to appeal the ruling to the Supreme Court. Okay, so it technically hasn't gotten to the Supreme Court yet. Hmm. They will review it. They should fucking set that up right now, man. Yeah. Get um Gorsuch and Cavi Boy to straighten this out. That's bullshit. That that shouldn't. I, I don't see how there is a legitimate use of that tactic. Yeah. That I don't understand why you would need to do that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's... At what point would you need to go and, you know, basically do something... Like, someone gives you the right to go and, like, have you do the fucking ballot for them. Well, especially when we live in a world where Uber and Lyft and all these progressive-minded individuals are giving out free rides for people to vote. I mean... Balloting in most states these days, if you really wanted to. Yeah, it's it's just a very shady thing. Like I, I just don't see a legitimate purpose. Like it seems like nothing other than an excuse to go and commit voter fraud. Yeah. Like man, I mean, there's there's some fucking nutty people out there. Like, I don't know. Well, I say we close out because we've been going for maybe three, almost three hours at this point. Let's check. Fuck. Um, we've hit on a lot of interesting areas, dive real deep into them, for sure. Two hours and 43 minutes, yeah. So, any final thoughts, last words of wisdom? I'm going for Vermin Supreme. <laughs> you had to bring it full circle, beautifully. <laughs> oh god, libertarians. The bane of my existence. <laughs> We never grow up some of these people. It's just uh, really, really frustrates me. But thank you everyone for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share, do all that good shit to help support us and fight the big uh, suppressive forces from the globalist YouTube algorithms and liberal biased individuals involved, left-wing biased individuals, I should say, uh, with suppressing this shit. We'll see you later. Stay safe, and as always, wash your fucking hands. Later, Gator. Mm.